Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Mr. Pop. The views and opinions of this show do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of this network and its affiliates. SFL Nation, what is good? How's it going? It's your favorite GM, Nelson Lozano, back at it again. Inside the league, it's great to be able to do this with y'all. My uh, work schedule has been upside down this week. Been super busy. Um, Holidays are ramping up, and I'm definitely feeling it. Uh, For those who don't know, I am a manager of a Best Buy. You can just imagine how it is in retail right now for all retail associates, all retail managers, anybody who's dealing with retail. If anybody feels you, I feel you, right? The holidays aren't easy. As many times as I have gone through this holidays, it never gets easier. It only, it always gets tougher and never gets easier. So, uh, you know, it's been awesome though. Right. I, I think, again, to share what's going on, because, again, I love to give a little piece of myself when it when I have these shows uh, is, you know, uh, we talked about health and fitness. Right. Like uh, I've been definitely trying to take that a lot, ser- a lot more serious. Started September 20th. Um, it's been about a month and some change. And, uh, you know, definitely some great things, man. Um, I lost. Uh, almost close to 20 pounds, right? And I know that's a lot for a month and a half, and people say that's crazy, right? And it is. Um, I just think it's a lot of that water weight and just my body being bloated after eating so much countless crap (laughs) from pizzas and burgers and all that kind of stuff to focusing more around drinking water, eating properly, right? I think, uh, again, I don't cut these things out of my diet it's necessarily more of like, hey, it's control, portion control. It's it's controlling what I eat and being very very strategic on how I eat. And it's been awesome. You know, humility is, is one of the huge things I'm really big on. And I think, again, you know, when I first started this journey, I'm going to be honest with you, I couldn't even do a push-up. And now I'm able to do... Uh, continuously like 12. So as much as that's not where I want to be, right, I want to get up to 50 and 100 and doing those kind of key things, to go from being able to barely do one to get to 12, it's an accomplishment for me. And uh, my cardio has gone up. You know, I I spend a lot more time on the bike. I have uh, three days that I work on, you know, push, pull, leg. And it's awesome. It's awesome to try to get back into shape. You know, again, being married, Working a retail job, sometimes it's not the easiest thing to do. But with that being said, you know, we had Eddie Gage on here last week. And he's uh, one of the folks that definitely inspired me to say, 
you know, health is, is definitely a huge thing. And, you know, with him and, and, and just a lot of things that happened recently with the death of my grandmother, it's just, you know, again, a lot of things got put in perspective. And I'm, even though 2020 hasn't gone the way that any of us have expected, I was hoping to travel the world and do some great stuff. I'm still not going to end it on a bad note, and I'm going to change my life around and get back to that weight that I used to be um, and get myself in a very in a more healthier position and try to give myself as much time on this earth as I can. Right. As, as much as I can't. I can't predict whenever that happens. Um, I want to give myself a fighting chance because if I don't, uh, who will? So. Great stuff this week that I want to recap. Yes, it's been busy. And tonight's show actually is going to be cut a little bit less tonight, um, simply for the fact of work. I, I'm normally off on Saturday, so I, I, I book two guests at a time and, you know, go a little bit later and, you know, whatnot. But from now until probably until after the holidays, it's probably going to stay in that format. I'm going to stay in the format of, hey, it being one guest tonight us going over how the offseason might be looking, any news or any information that comes up that way, and then we kind of move it from there. So, again, I want to give that warning, not warning, but just that disclaimer, I guess, or, or, or just heads up. And that's how this, the, the, this podcast and this broadcast and this radio show is going to go. Um, I'm hoping in the future I could get some help because, <laughs> you know, with the holidays and everything like that, I just, it becomes more and more difficult. But Again, for those who stick with me every Friday, man, I appreciate you. You're the reason why I'm here. I love doing this. I love talking to everybody in the SFL. And again, if you ever want to join the show, just hit me up. I'll be happy to get you on. It's going to be one guest a week, so that might push some times back. But we'll definitely make it happen. So with that being said, let's go to league news. I think this week has been such a huge week for the league. I have so much to go over. First things first, let's talk about the championship, right? Championship was uh, November 1st. Uh, It's now November 6th. And I know a lot of people have talked about it so far. I haven't got a chance to really talk about it. Uh, So here it is. So uh, for those who don't know, the Baltimore Vultures went against the Sioux Falls Sparrows. And the result ended up being Baltimore winning their championship 27-19. Congratulations to Baltimore on that fantastic win. Sioux Falls, tip my hat. You are always in the running. You are always a contender. And that's my respect. Baltimore, my respect goes even higher because I know the adversity you dealt with this season, the changes. You had a rookie quarterback who did amazing, right? Um, a, a team that's very supportive in him and um, and what they were doing there in Baltimore. I think that's awesome. And I just want to tip my hat and say kudos. You know, I think it was such a, a very, it was an entertaining game. Um, again, always well produced, right? Uh, and it was just quite an experience to really watch. And again, like I tell you, the growth of this league is so huge. And you can see in every time we have such a big telecast that you really see what effort gets put into this. And, you know, shout out to Cam. I know he's going to be spending some time with family and some of the SFLM schedules got moved around. But we know how hard our commissioner works and how much he's he's put into this and the team that supports him his support staff is amazing as well but you know what when when he says hey guys i need to spend time with family i don't think there was anybody who really batted an eye when it came down to that so cam i I really hope you get to enjoy yourself and uh i hope i hope definitely you get to spend time with your family now 
let's talk about the SFL now that that's the case. And I'm hoping I'm coming through clear. Hearing music coming out quite scratchy. Alright, let's continue on. Sorry guys, if it is sounding a little scratchy, I'll hear it back on the play playback and whatnot. But um let's talk about the SFLM, right? Um so great stuff happening there. Um there's some play there's some organizations from last year who this year are 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 you know in different positions, right? Last year it was, you know, Ottawa, it was um Madison and it was uh, uh, Annapolis, who really were those contenders. But this year, you have already the Birmingham Fuel coming out with such an intensity. Um, already 4-0, right? And winning four of their games so far. So congratulations to them. They're number one in the in the SFLM. The Albuquerque Adams are number two, and it's it's tied between them and the Madison Lynx, right? Uh, they're both 2-1, and one, uh, but... Uh, sorry, 2-3, and three, excuse me, uh, respectively. But um, shout out to you know Albuquerque Adams, right? They they weren't in the top three positions in this season. They definitely are. Madison again, the content the contenders, uh, the championship contenders. Uh, oh, sorry, the championship winners last year uh, or last season, excuse me, uh, are at number three. Number four, the Annapolis Navigators at two and two. The Ottawa Calvary at two and two. The Memphis uh, River Runners at two and two, which we'll speak to tonight. Uh, Tyler Falk is going to be on the show with us tonight, so. Uh, look out for that when that happens later on. The Salt Lake Rustlers are uh, number seven at one and two, uh, and uh, the Tacoma Grizzlies at number eight at one and two, and then the San Jose Flight at, at 0 and four. But every game, the Flight has definitely put up um, some great games, and you know, again, the records don't always show what's going on, but I definitely know that's a really good organization with the San Jose Flight. So it's really awesome to see. A lot of these rookies um, be in this position, right? I think this is my favorite time of year. Not because I'm a GM and I get to speak to multiple rookies. and But it's just to see the talent that potentially comes into the league. I think that's the most exciting of all. Because you get to see what our future is eventually going to be. And what that may eventually look like. So, um, again, congratulations to all the teams that are playing. I know your schedule got mixed around and... Again, just understand, Cam does this year-round. He doesn't have a day off. So, definitely, it's, it's something that's well-deserved. And, and my man deserves it because he's, he's, a, he's a hard worker um, trying to keep this league together with the rest of his support staff. So, this week, we were introduced to a couple new franchises. Uh, so, we got one new franchise and two expansion teams. Now, for those who don't know, last year's expansion teams were, of course, your Portland Fleet. Uh, and the Fort Worth Toros. Uh, this time around, we got a new franchise uh, moved from Chicago over to Los Angeles, and we have now the Los Angeles Lycan. Um So uh, you had that being the new team. That's now there's a team now in California. There's now a second team in California with the San Diego Mavericks, and then we have a returning team. It's still new expansion, but it's a returning team and uh, a championship team in the DC. Uh, Dragons, which is uh, awesome to see that D.C. has a team now. Um, I am from Maryland. I'm actually closer to D.C. Well, actually, I'm, I'm now I'm smack dab in the middle, but I grew up in Highsville, which is about 
a skip throw literally from DC. Um, so it's really great to see the DC Dragons return back. Uh, they definitely have a championship under their belt, uh, Lord Destro. And, uh, you know, shout out to Optimus Klein for his San Diego Mavericks. And shout out to Tom Rahman and, and uh, Rochelle Colston uh, for their team with the Los Angeles Lycans. So it's exciting news for the league. It's very exciting to see growth. Um, and again, logos look amazing. Uh, our logos are done by Matt Doyle. Um, has no relation with the Doyle from uh, Florida Storm. Um, but he has done an amazing job really bringing these logos together and making them feel um, authentic and true. I think that's the part that I enjoy the most when it comes down to what these logos look like. But hey, congratulations to the new franchise and the two new expansion teams. Um, one to both of those teams actually are going to be in the Pacific Division, and let's kind of talk about how the SFL is now going to be broken up. For for those folks who don't know, uh, the SFL is broken down in in, in a way that's just like, hey, we all kind of play in the league together, and there's no divisions like you find in the NFL or anything of that sort. Now, I know we tried to at one point in time. Not sure what happened there. But um, we, now had to, we now have that in our, in our league. So the new divisions go the following, and we'll talk about what each team is um, as well when that happens, right? So the new divisions that we have so far, we have the Pacific Division. That breaks down of Los Angeles Likings, um, Likens, sorry, um, the Portland Fleet, the San Diego Mavericks, and the Vancouver Legion. Uh, the West Division will be made up of the Arizona Scorpions, the Denver Nightwings, the Las Vegas Fury, and the Sioux Falls Sparrows. The South Division will now be the Fort Worth Toros, the Houston Hyenas, the Lone Star Glory, and Mexico City. North Division will be broken down into Baltimore Vultures, the brand new DC Dragons, the London Knights, and uh, the Queen City Corsairs. And the East Division will be now Atlanta Storm. I'm uh, sorry, Atlanta Swarm. So sorry. Uh, Louisiana Revolution, St. Louis Gladiators, and the Tulsa Desperados. And finally, wrapping it all up, we have the Atlantic Division. That will be Carolina uh, Skyhawks, Charleston Predators, the uh, Florida Storm, and the Jacksonville Kings. So, that breaks down your divisions and how that's going to look. I'm so excited, right? Uh, the division I can speak on, of course, the most is our Pacific division. Um, to be in there with one new expansion team, right? We're the expansion team of season 15. This is the expansion team of season 16. To go against the Los Angeles Lycans, which used to be the Chicago Wildcats. Um, so they now moved over to Los Angeles. So it's exciting to play against them. Yes, it's Chicago, but you know, there's going to be a new spin on it, a new feel to it. And there, you know, again, whatever players decide to stay on, um, very excited to see what they're able to do with Los Angeles and then Vancouver, right? A strong team had a great showing in the playoff this season. Um, and they're not some, they're, they're somebody who you have to hold respect to with what they're able to do on the field. So, again, it's going to be very challenging. I'm definitely. Uh, we're definitely working to get ourselves into a stronger position. Uh, the format is going to work a little bit differently on how the um, the the this is going to break down on how games are going to break down. Uh, there will be uh, a little bit of a, a, a like division rivalries and things of that sort. 
Um, but it's going to break down the following. So the format, each, uh, each team will play four divisional games. Uh, every game in week 12 will be an in-division game. Uh, six division winners will clinch playoff spots. And then all other teams will fight for a wild card. Uh, all other six will fight for a wild card. So it gives everybody an opportunity uh, to get themselves in the playoffs. But it also gives an opportunity because, again, in the SFL, like I explained to so many people, it doesn't like yes you try to make the, the 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 predictions because there's some organizations that have talent and they have um some uh, you know like they have a game plan that that with them executes very well but here you know what i'm saying it, it allows more competition and somebody who like ourselves went to, went two and ten last season uh, won two games, and imagine if that was in the playoffs or anything of that sort, we would get ourselves an opportunity to get a, a, an opportunity to compete, and two other teams in the divisions will be able to represent themselves inside next year's playoffs and potentially the championship. So it's very excited to see brings a new dynamic, I think, to the league that we haven't really seen before, right? And um, and it's really awesome, right? And it gives a level like the thing that I love about the NFL, right? There's built-in rivalries, right? And there is two, right? Like Baltimore has their ongoing rivalry with uh, with uh, 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 Carolina, and then there's the Carolina uh, rivalry between Charleston and Carolina. Then there's the Florida rivalry between the Florida Storm and the Jacksonville Kings. Uh, <laughs> there's a rivalry. Uh, who else? Uh, the the Houston, the Texas rivalry between Fort Worth Toros, Houston Hyenas, Lone Star Glory. You have the famous. Uh, 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 why can't I think of it right now? Uh, Vice Wars between Denver Nightwings and Las Vegas Fury. Like, there's a lot of rivalries that you could see um, that already happen organically. You know, just with time and 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 and, and everything that's put into the league. That I feel like again. It honestly gives an opportunity for us to really create that organicness and then have a division and have an, a, a, a division that you take pride in and everything else. So I think that's really awesome. Now, to touch up a little bit back onto the um, setup with the new team, right? I think, again, the creativity is there, right? The Lycans is, is pretty awesome in their logo. Reminds me a lot of what. Los Angeles is now, right? Los Angeles got the Rams now. So that's something that I feel that same type of connection. It's now a blue logo uh, with the moon in the background, right? That's yellow. So it gives a good representation and it, it gives me that feel of what Los Angeles is currently with their teams. Uh, the San Diego Mavericks, I think, is awesome. It's a jet. It's uh, great colors too, right? I'm not sure if they're going with black. Uh, it looks a little bit like a bronze. I could be wrong or silver, um, and this kind of colorway. But if that's the case, it's, it's an amazing way of, of everything coming together. And then lastly, you had the DC Dragons, which not sure they're going to change, right? Like I said before, the DC Dragons were a team that were here prior to, and I know they had that epic game against the Santa, San, Santa Fe Gorillas versus the DC Dragons. And um, the way that game went, you know, speaking with folks that got to witness that game live, right, it looked like Santa Fe had it on lock. And 
big play after big play in in the last <laughs> quarters really uh, gave DC an opportunity to fight and eventually win the game, um, which was amazing for them. And it's really great to see that team coming back. Um, you know, in their colorway, again, it looks like it's it's kind of like this brown, uh, blue, gray, black, and white. So very interested to see when these teams drop their uniforms, how they're going to look. Um, I love our uniforms, right? I think our uniforms work very well. But, you know, to see everybody put their effort and put how their uniforms look, it just, it's awesome to see everything come together. And, you know, for the teams that didn't make it, right, um, keep your head up. Like, again, I don't, I, don't, I don't know how far this league will expand, right? But there's so many stories. Like, we, when we talked to Eddie and, um, and kind of got the story of how he got Arizona, we see the perseverance that needed to, t- to happen for that to be the case, right? For him, it took two seasons. He was, you know, talking to everybody, trying to get himself into buying a franchise, right? And he found his dream. And just because currently your bid did not get chosen, it did not get voted for, for whatever reason, right? Um, you have an opportunity, you can find your way if you truly, truly want a team, don't give up. There's been plenty of people, I think last year, some of these teams might have put in a bid and they didn't get it last year. So it's, it's going to take perseverance, but that shows that you really want to do this. I always talk about, I always heed that warning, like... I know everybody wants to be an owner. It's appealing. It's glamorous, right? But at the same time, too, it takes a lot of effort. And if you don't have a front office team that can help you, it's all on you. And at the end of the day, it ends up being a lot more difficult. Now, there's people in this league who do it. And I tip my hat off to them because, honestly, I don't know how you do it. It takes an amazing amount of how do I put this? Organization, patience, um, time, right? Uh, so for those that are able to do it, hey, really great job. But don't give up. If this is honestly what you want to do, don't give up. You know, again, we have a move, a team moved from Chicago to Los Angeles, and they gave an opportunity to two great people in this league to um, get an opportunity to have their own team, right? And, you know, again, different stories to get to the end result how you get there doesn't matter um but i think perseverance is key and um very excited to see what all these teams do this season uh to san diego and the los angeles Vikings. again happy to see you in our division but as division rivals um just know that every every game we play we're we're, we're gonna bring it all just like i hope you guys do and we, we, at the end of the day, we have to make this this, this division um, the most competitive. And I think this gives, like, again, a different aspect of what um, this could potentially be, right? If <laughs> we don't want to be the NFC East right now. Like, I just want to put that out there, right? The NFC East is the worst division right now in football. Rightfully so, right? There's a lot of rebuilds. There's a lot of coaching changes and there's a lot of things happening right now when it comes down to um the division but again if we can have a very competitive division right um and have competitive teams doesn't matter what the record shows um it's great for the division and then again 
great for the league. Um, but San Diego and Los Angeles, you are now rivals. Vancouver, my respect's always going to be there, but you are now rivals. Um, but I'm very excited to see what our division's able to do. I'm excited to see how this plays a different dynamic. Um, and I'm excited to see what happens. Now, the draft will be coming soon. As, as folks don't know, this is our off-season. We, uh, we are in, in, in preparation mode, figuring out exactly who's staying with us, right? So once those happen, I think signing day is November 20th. If I'm not mistaken, they'll quote me, or the 19th. Um, but, you know, that's kind of where we're at now, right? We haven't had a in, uh, welcome to the shipyard, right? Or uh, I think that has, just because, again, there's certain things that we can't talk about. Right until the league can announce it, until we go through things. But just know that we're doing our, our work. Um, we're very quiet, but again, it's it's a lot of meetings, a lot of getting together, figuring out who's staying, who's going, um, and and really setting ourselves up for the future. Right, and figuring out exactly what pieces we need, if any, to um, get ourselves to the result to a better result than we did last year. Right. Um, and that takes time. It takes time, effort, and everything. Um, but with that, you know, with that being said, it, it's an exciting time, right? A lot of potential rookies uh, will be on. We'll have soon uh, uh, Tyler jump on and, uh, and and bless us with his presence and, and, and give us a little insight, right? Because I, I always talk about how wonderful the SFLM has been for myself, right? I think it, it definitely... Um, opened up a lot of doors and made, it made me feel comfortable, even though I had one full season in the league. Um, it, 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 necess- it didn't necessarily feel like I was a part of the league. It didn't necessarily feel like I understood how it was. It was still a very new idea and thought in my head. And it ended up being where I love every minute of it. And I enjoy this and I enjoy what I do. Um, and I think, again, I appreciate that I made that decision to stay. Um, I know that was a contemplation, and I'm very honest w- with who I am. So, you know, I thought about it. I thought maybe this league wasn't for me. Um, I didn't feel as connected. I didn't feel as as um, understanding of it. So because I didn't understand it, I just felt like maybe it was best for me to take a step back. But I'm really glad I did it, and I get to meet wonderful people every day. And uh, this is what my off-season consists of. So, like, basically what the show is, is what I'm doing in the background, getting to know potential, um, you know, just potential out there, right? Like, whatever it is. Um, and then and then just talking about, um, you know, just talking about what our future holds and what we may need, as any great organization does. Um, figuring out your needs, figuring out who's staying, who's going, so you know if they're part of the future. And then at the end of the day, getting yourself prepared, uh, you know, getting prepared for the next season is, is really what the key is. So I'm very excited to see what that is. Still countless meetings going on. Um, you know, still having, you know, speaking to, you know, folks and, and, and just getting them to see where they may be at and whatnot. So it's just part of the process. Um Sorry about that. So, uh, yeah, it's it's been like I said, amazing on the, on the so far, and all these brand new news and everything else that we go through has been awesome as well. So, 
With that being said, we actually have our guests on early. And in true fashion, when they come inside the league, I have to go ahead and get the horn. We have the safety and broadcasting brother of mine, Tyler Falk, a.k.a. Mike Ryan. How you doing, Tyler? Hey, Nelson. Thanks for having me on. Uh, by the way, long-time listener, first-time caller calling in here. So <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate uh, it, you know. Uh, it, there we this go. Show, this show wouldn't be anything without you. <laughs> I'm glad you decided to uh, call us, call in today and uh, bless us with your presence. So thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> Nelson, the pleasure is all mine. Thank you. And, and uh, I've said it a couple times before, but once again, uh, it was an honor and privilege to work alongside you on your debut, and you did an excellent job, and you're only getting better. I appreciate it. Thank you, Tyler. Like, honestly, um, I was excited for this interview because you were very helpful, right? Like, I've been in the league for, what now, two seasons? And uh, to meet somebody as yourself who was so helpful, trying to get me comfortable, because it is, right? Like, it's a little nerve-wracking to know that you're doing this live. And even though I'm doing Inside the League live, like, this is a live show, um, and people can can hear it and whatnot, it, it's a little different because it's my show, right? So right, if I right. or mistake, I have a guideline that kind of helps me stay on pace as well. But when you're doing broadcasting and you have to know the players' names and make sure it's correct and 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 do the right calls and just everything together and then and and kind of working with your 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 other broadcaster, your brother over there to make it entertaining and fun, it's not easy. Mm-hmm. But you made no, it you, quite you, comfortable. You you're definitely right. It's it's very nerve-wracking uh even for myself jumping on the call e- even now with the few games that are my belt, it's still nerve-wracking uh, to jump on and know that uh, you have to make the right call, or you're going to get yeah. flack for in the chat. And <laughs> over time, <laughs> over time, it's gotten easier, and I've been able to not just focus on the game, but focus on the chat. And it's I've I've really enjoyed my time uh, broadcasting. Yeah, and it, honestly, I could never tell that you're nervous. So if you <laughs> ever are telling me that you're nervous, you are, must be a hell of a poker player because I could not tell. Um, I think, again, the you coming on early at 6 o'clock just to talk with me for the whole time while I'm driving in traffic to get to my <laughs> first show, right, um, or my first broadcast, um, I have to say thank you. And then I think, again, what you're doing for the league is amazing. Um and, and and it shows right and I and I think you're doing some really great stuff to help us as a league grow and be even better and I've seen some great com- great commentators come out of the SFLM uh, Mikey and Proda Tim Hackett uh, there were two that I just remember in the minors that just were were mesmerizing and and look where they're at now you know doing these exactly. These so it's it's definitely exciting to see what you have and what you're going to be doing in the future. Uh, your teammate, Venard Smith, wanted me to tell you what's up. Because I told him you were going to be on the show tonight. So he made hey, sure what's that up, he Bernard? say that. <laughs> so, um, but before anything, before we get into anything super serious, let's talk a little bit about yourself. Tell us a little about who you are. Who's Tyler Fox? Yeah. 
Yeah, who 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 is this random Minnesotan? Yeah, I'm from I'm from a town called Andover, Minnesota. Yes, it's named after the train that rolled over and over and over. I'm not joking. That's that's a fact. You can look it up. Um, let's see. What, what about me? I'm about 25 years old. I'm a quarter century old. And I'm starting to feel it. Uh, so <laughs> little little aches and pains every day when I wake up now that weren't there before. Um, and if it weren't for the government saying, hey, the Air Force needs you to live down in San Antonio, I'd be happy up living in uh, minus 10 degree weather every day in the winter. But no, I'm I'm in the Air Force and they moved me down to San Antonio. That that has some very, um, we'll, be, we'll be talking about a little bit later about who Mike Ryan is. Uh, the Air Force plays a huge story into uh, who Mike Ryan was and is and how that's a huge impact in, in my life. Yeah, this, this, I didn't know you were in the Air Force. So, again, I appreciate uh, all the work that you do, right? Like, again, thank you for serving for this country. I know it's not easy at times <laughs> with the current <laughs> climate of politics. Um, but I think I told you that my, my sister-in-law is actually in the Air Force, and she's actually stationed in Nullis. Um, yeah. So it's it's pretty awesome to know that you are a fair, fellow airman with her, um, and I've actually been down in San Antonio. Fun fact, uh, because mm-hmm. when she was in boot camp, uh, that's where she was stationed at to do her boot camp right there in, in San Antonio, um, and uh, I spent some time in Natalia. You know where Natalia's at? I believe so. Okay. Yeah. Nobody should know where Natalia's at because that is a small town of nothing. But I spent my time there, and uh, like I said, San Antonio, I know it's not climate-wise the best, but people people and food and everything else, it's been amazing. And um, there's oh, a place there that they took me to called Mama Margie's. Um, yes. <laughs> which is probably one of the the great, like, spots to kind of stop by, and because they open really, they stay open really late, um, was mm-hmm. great. Uh, junk food place to stop by so that's pretty awesome now yeah no doubt uh san antonio is a beautiful city uh if it weren't for covid there'd be a we'd we'd have uh so so many more people down here and experiencing san antonio is beautiful uh just don't get too attached to the drivers though everything else is great i mean you know what with the with the land of the highways the long stretch highways Mm-hmm. I, I really people just go straight and don't ever look anywhere else. So I, I, I've been there, <laughs> I've seen it. Uh, I know exactly what you're talking about. No disrespect to any San Antonians who uh, are out here listening and saying, "Man, these guys are talking crap about us." But I feel like every state talks crap about other states driving. You know, being in Maryland, oh, no I talk doubt. crap about Virginia all the time. I said <laughs> Virginia drivers can't drive, and DC drivers are the worst. Uh, one stopped oh. on the freeway just to turn just to get on the left lane and i'm like if you would have planned it then you would have went on the left lane and then you wouldn't have caused this almost six car pile up but that's no here no there uh so <laughs> um again so your sfl story so how did you get to the position that you're at now like how did you get to memphis right but before that like what's the whole story of getting there so uh like a majority of of the SFL community out there, you know, we were just looking, I was just looking for a couple of different things going on. Um, at one point I was interested in, if you have heard of a game called maximum football, 
they were trying to come out with a simulation league. I think they're still trying to. I don't think that's going to go anywhere because of multiple different developmental development issues in the gameplay itself, in the launch day. Uh, it was just a fiasco. And yeah. credit Canuck Play and in Maximum Football for you know working through it as a small team. Uh, I, have, I have nothing but respect for that team, and, and hopefully they can make a college football game that rivals Madden uh, somewhere down the line. Uh, but, you know, I was kind of, you know, distraught that, you know, they weren't going to come up with a simulation league. So I started looking up other simulation leagues, and I'd heard of the relocation uh, football league before, but I had never ho- heard of a, a little little thing that popped up on my YouTube feed for the first time, simulation football league. I have never heard of it. And I popped into the, I believe it was week seven, the Vancouver game. So it was uh, a very short time after uh, the, the late Rich Pratchard uh, sadly left us and uh, rest in peace, 86, never forgotten. Uh, yeah, rest in peace. And, and, and just the support and the, the continuity and the camaraderie of everyone in chat uh, with Vancouver, if you were for Vancouver, if you're against Vancouver, for this season, I think we were all Vancouver fans. And yeah. uh, I think that game right there really hooked me. And it's just that that's how I started, you know, jumping into the league. And it started out with me just watching the games, you know, just, just like a regular fan. And then I had the idea of that, you know, these simultaneous games, they have no idea what's going on the other, um, in between each game. So uh, I just started popping into both the games at the same time and started uh, doing a ticker, uh, just updating both games on touchdowns, field goals, uh, end of quarters, and just trying to keep, you know, both sides of, of, the, of the games involved. That way, you know, no one else really had to switch back and forth between the two games. They could watch the game that they wanted to watch. And it got to a point where, you know, I just did it, you know, because I want to be helpful. And it grew to the point where I was starting to be contacted by um, the Denver Nightwings, you know, saying, hey, thanks for doing this. I got contacted by uh, Ashley Jackson in chat. Uh, Cameron Irvine popped in. Uh, Joe, uh, Guy Clawson, one of the SFLM guys, popped in and said, hey, thanks for doing this. And it took me a while, but I eventually got into the Discord chat. And, you know, from there, I was just a fan. You know, I was just I was happy to, to be a part of it. And then there was an announcement made that, you know, they're looking for broadcasters. I was like, well... I, I have a little bit of a de- desire to be a broadcaster. I've, you know, I grew up in Minnesota, uh, one of the uh, best radio broadcasters in the nation, if not the world, uh, Paul Allen, uh, Vikings play-by-play radio broadcaster. And uh, I decided, you know what, let's, let's see if the SFL can, can, can use a little bit of that. And that's how I started to become a broadcaster. And for a little bit, I was just, I didn't want to put myself in the position to be, um, biased where you know i had a player in a league and i had to you know broadcast on you know broadcast and keep my bias that way uh but with the convincing of a few uh a few different people uh i was convinced to finally create mike ryan 
and that's how he got into Memphis. It's really quite a story. Like, um, that's what I'm talking about. Like, you being so involved and getting involved in broadcasting and everything that you've done. I mean, again, it's re- it's it's, it's a, honestly a reflection of your character. And um, I think it's pretty cool, right, to, to go from there. The I'm glad you didn't join the the relocation football league right um <laughs> because again that's you're such a great talent to bring into the league and to help with the future right like i always think of the future of the league and what that ends up being for us and i think definitely the more involvement we have people in multiple facets right it just makes mm-hmm. it a lot easier um for for everybody else and it and it brings that experience to life which is pretty awesome now I know, like, what, so there's two things I want to know, right? Uh, one, what made you choose Mike Ryan as the name uh, for your player? Uh, let's go uh, with Mike Ryan. So Mike Ryan, uh, it's, not a, it's not a fake name. Mike Ryan uh, was a family friend uh, of, of my family uh, and worked really closely with my dad, who both of them uh, – were in the Air Force, and my dad still is in the Air Force. They, they both served in the Air, uh, Minnesota Air National Guard. Uh, mm-hmm. Mike served for about 30 years uh, and was, a, was my dad's chief. Well, if you don't know uh, military ranks or Air Force ranks, uh, being a chief master sergeant means you're the highest-ranking NCO uh, mm-hmm. of your squadron, of, of your base. Basically, he's the top dog. He's a boss that's not, you know, the brass, not a general, yeah. not a, yeah. not a lieutenant, not one of those guys. Um, and so naturally, he was a mentor to my dad. And my dad and uh, my home were really close bond. And so naturally, Mike mentored me a little bit. And the best way I could describe Mike is, is through a little story I have on him. Um, Mike, Ryan, and me were going out to a store. I think it was about uh, 10 or 11 at the time. And... We were at a stoplight, and he was asking me for directions. He said, all right, tell us, do I turn left up here? I said, right. And then he said, correct. <laughs> and then he decided to, to, to elaborate on that, that when giving someone directions, it's always better to be clear and concise. Because if you tell someone, if you ask someone, do you want me to turn left or right? And they say, right, but you're supposed to be turning left, you've kind of led them astray. So yeah. in order to not confuse someone, make sure you're being clear about where you want to go. And that's, that's just a testament to Mike's character. Always coaching, always mentoring, always caring for everyone around him. Mike was a fantastic guy. Um, sadly, uh, Mike Ryan lost his life to cancer uh, in the late 2000s and, uh, and took a real blow on my dad, um, especially, but ultimately uh, spurred my dad on to eventually after 30 some odd years of service in the air force my dad is now a chief master sergeant in the air force where oh wow his unit had his unit had not had a chief in um, that squadron position since my grind so yeah. for my dad to take over literally for my client um is an amazing story in itself. And I, I know my dad um, 
He's really proud of what he's done, and he's. Uh, I could go on and on about my dad and Mike, uh, but the reason why I'm in the Air Force. It took me a little, little while to get in there. I didn't go right out of high school, but they they were an inspiration for me ultimately joining the Air Force. And I'm currently two years in in San Antonio and loving my job. And I'm going to tell you, right, like, one, Mike Ryan sounds like somebody who I would have appreciated as well, right? Like, that's, in my life, what I've always wanted to accomplish, right, the moment that I pass away is to be able to have people like yourself, right, keep my name alive, right? Say, hey, Nelson was such a great leader. He cared about everybody. He was always coaching, training, you know, getting people to be the best people they can be not because hey i'm your you know chief master and you know you're going to show respect no you get respect by 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 being that role model by being that person who people can look up to and you have to also live what you preach and that's really hard to do right to do everything at once it becomes so difficult but to have him who didn't have to do that right he could have just been like okay boom you know took that right instead of giving you a coaching mm-hmm. lesson that that honestly made an impact right because yep. you're now able to you know speak about him so highly and influence your father to to finally hey say i'm gonna do the same thing which again shout out to your dad right because i know that's not an easy feat mm-hmm. but it's really awesome to know the story behind the name and uh, now that when I, if I ever get a chance to announce a Memphis game, um, <laughs> it'll be it'll be an honor to definitely uh, say his name and and and, and represent him because it means so highly to yourself. Um, and he sounds right. like a great man, so a really good choice on on the name that you decided to choose. Mm-hmm. So oh, the second yeah. que- <laughs> the second question I had for you, right? Um, since we we're talking about broadcasting already. What made you go into broadcasting? So for to go into broadcasting, uh, like I mentioned earlier, uh, Paul Allen is the voice of the Minnesota Vikings. And if you have not heard his, his impactful calls, we'll just take two. We'll take the Minneapolis Miracle Call, and then we'll take the Blair Walsh, 29-yard chip shot field goal wide left in the playoffs a few years prior. Uh, If you have not heard either of those calls or any of his calls, I highly encourage you to go check uh, Paul Allen out. Uh, So for, for, I just took a little bit of inspiration from him. I took a little inspiration from Joe Buck, uh, who know he knew uh, who needs no uh, explanation nor introduction uh, and then I also took a little bit uh, of Jim Nance. And for me, I've never really played a whole lot of football. Uh, back in, you know, uh, let's see, elementary school, I'd played uh, middle linebacker. I was a tenacious middle linebacker uh, for a third grader. I had two strip sacks, both returned for touchdowns. Uh, and then the last game of the season, I was uh, nearly knocked out by my neighbor kid. Uh, and then I decided I'm not going to play football for a while <laughs> after that. So 
it took a little while and I'd always like, you know, just, you know, chatting over games and eventually it got to the point where I'll, I'll give football another try. So I think it was eighth grade. I jump in, I play wide receiver. I made one catch the entire year. Uh, but the most impactful play I made was a downfield block on a 59 yard passing play. Uh, and I, and those were my two plays, the catch and the downfield block. And so when it came time to decide what I was going to do in high school, I switched up for my pads for a trumpet and played in the marching band. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, so, so there's that. Um, so instead of you know, taking the normal route, like I was, I've been in football my entire life, uh, me, it's the, quite the opposite. I was, I've always been on the sidelines, and I've really liked the behind-the-scenes aspect, calling the stars rather than being the star. Yeah. And, and you know what, like, it's, it's kind of like how I did with, so I, I study music, right? And mm-hmm. uh, I didn't want to be behind the board anymore. <laughs> it, it's kind of like the same concept, <laughs> like being the star versus calling the stars. Um, at that time I was doing music and I was like, man, I really want to be the artist that's being recorded, right? Versus me sitting here. And having to go through the process. And it's different here, right? Like, I, to me, like, in this league, what I enjoy most is the community and what we are able to accomplish. And the broadcasting team has been amazing. Um, <laughs> that you're right. Like, that's kind of like the parallel with me where I was like, I was the opposite. I was like, hey, I want to be the star, right? I want to be the guy behind mm-hmm. the mic. I don't want to be the guy who's recording. But it's it, like I said, it all comes into play the type of person you are. And you're such a helpful person um, behind the scenes, uh, it, it, you know, just keeping things on pace that I, it makes sense that why you wanted to go into broadcasting. I think it's awesome. And, and I think you do a good job calling the stars of the league that we have right now in the up and coming league in the minors. Thank you, Nelson. Thank you. So how has that? So now that you're behind the veil, <laughs> right, you're behind <laughs> the scenes. You see don't, everything. Don't pay attention to the man behind the curtain. <laughs> you know, uh, and, and just the way you like, how has that experience been? Seeing everything, getting uh, behind the veil, getting to see what it takes, what it needs to happen to get the game going, the communication that needs to happen during the broadcast. I think that's the part that was interesting to me. Like, man, how much communication is happening amongst. The stats team, which shout outs to everybody who's on the stats team, because that is not an easy job. Um, to us speaking to our producer, right, our commish, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then still trying to keep us together, and then keep things in line, you know, with what's going on in the chat. And did I miss, you know, a cue and advertisement, or did, what did I fudge up on? Like you're right, and it's a lot to take mm-hmm. in, and. How has that experience been for you, and how how did you feel getting into it and seeing what it takes to to produce what you see on screen? Oh, it's my my heart goes out for the stats team and the commissioner and Mike Daggs and uh, Mr. Curtis. Those are all the people that, on a daily basis, and there's so many names I didn't mention, but there, there's so many so many little intricate, minute details that must be in place every single second of that broadcast of everything we do. And it gives you so much respect. You, 
you're you're humbled. If you're not humbled by the work that all those gentle, ladies and gentlemen put into the league, you're you're doing them a disservice. They deserve so much credit. Yeah. Uh, and for, for me to go behind the scenes, like I've been, I've been, I've produced. Um, I was I ran an entire soundboard at at my my church for about a year and just to just to see even those little details and how they feed it into how everything works just for for that little little gig gives you a, a different sense of perspective and for, for those that you know just like I'm going to have my player I'm going to be a fan you know that is perfectly fine and but if you're ever on the other side of the curtain you you get you get a sense of how important everybody is. And if there's a misstep, a miscommunication, uh, any, any little minute detail that's missed, something and something can and more than likely uh, will go wrong. And it's, it's a day in, day out, for, for, for most people, a thankless job. And yeah. just I give so much credit to all those people that that put that put in the time and effort to make everything go on a day on a game day. And I think too, the information that the stat team gives us, like it makes you look a lot smarter <laughs> than you than we really yeah. are, right? Like, <laughs> and um, I think to share a lot of those things and you know to really be part of that, it's 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 just amazing what they have to go through and it's not easy and, and like I said just shout out to everybody on the stats team shout out to everybody who makes this possible right every single person who said hey I'm gonna live my real life and also do the SFL and still make that run right like I I, I definitely do appreciate them and, and I it's an awesome experience to kind of hear how you felt and you seeing it me personally when I first saw it I was like whoa didn't think this all happened in the game I didn't think it took this many people. I didn't think it was it was so highly coordinated. Like it's no shame, no no. I'm not throwing shade on nobody. It was just again, it's so eye opening on what it takes to do that. It made me realize that this was even that much more special of a league because it just took so yeah. much to get to that position that you're that we're currently in now. And honestly, it it it, it takes a village to really do this. And shout out to everybody who does it. Now, before we get any deeper, um, I do want to get a fun fact about you out the way, right? Because I always love to hear the fun facts that people like to share. Uh, my first fun fact uh, from my friend Ashley Jackson, who's actually on the line, so shout out to you, Ashley, um, was that I'm double-jointed on one toe. Now, Ashley's probably laughing hearing that, because that's exactly what I said. And she's like, what? And I said, yes, I'm double-jointed. <laughs> on one toe on my left and it's my big toe it's the weirdest thing i think it is such a anomaly because i have no double joining this anywhere else none of my sisters are or my brother i have no idea where the heck this came from but that's my fun fact about me so what's the fun fact about you that maybe nobody knows about uh well i mean well i definitely don't have anything weird with my body so uh, you you got me beat there um, but let's let's see. For me, not a whole lot of people know that I've I've won multiple golf tournaments. Uh, back home, I was part of a, a men's league back home in Minnesota, which, by the way, has the highest golf up golfer per capita in the entire nation. And we only have about 
five to six months of an actual golf season. Uh, but I've won multiple golf tournaments, uh, and wow. including uh, the club championship of the of the league that I was part of. So uh, that's that's just a little fun fact about me. You are the second golfer I've met, right on the show. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna tell you just like I told them, I suck at golf. I probably do really suck <laughs> at golf, and I I'm pretty terrible at putt putt golf. So I could just imagine how bad I am in the real game. <laughs> but if you ever if you ever get a chance to meet and you want to show me how to golf, by all means do that. But just I, I don't be know aware. Just be aware. I need a handicap. <laughs> I need you to give me oh, some, no. some strokes off of my game. <laughs> no, you, yo, definitely. I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not a scratch golfer. I should also mention that those golf tournaments I've won, I had about an eight, about a uh, fifteen to eighteen uh, stroke handicap. So I'm a bogey golfer. So uh, don't, don't think I'm going to be the next Tiger Woods or anything. No, 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 no. No, I've, I've got, I've got some strokes too. And, and I don't know if the other golfer has told you uh, that golf is a definitely a love-hate relationship. You, you love waking up and going to the course. You hate how you play, and then after the game, you you want to go back and play some more. So, uh, it's it's definitely a love-hate relationship. Yeah, no, it definitely is. So, now let's talk about the player, right? We we kind of touched part on it, right? The the great story about Mike Ryan, but what made you choose safety specifically? I think you have a great tandem between you and Bernard Smith the fourth um and shout outs to him he's actually listening um telling me to keep my stinky feet to myself Bernard um <laughs> Milton don't make me come on you on this air bro and air out dirty laundry so <laughs> but you guys have a great tandem so but what made you choose strong safety safety specifically well, uh, again, uh, I'm a homer, so I have a little bit of Minnesota Vikings blood in me. Uh, and so uh, Mike is actually modeled uh, definitely off of the person who Mike Ryan physically was, but also a little bit of Harrison Smith is thrown in there. So uh, Mike's not going to be, you know, a um, a crazy, you know, ball hawking safety for the most part. At least that's not the, the way I'm going to try and build him. But just take a look how we did last week. Eight solo tackles, seven assisted tackles. He's going to be out and be a big old bruiser out in the middle of uh, center field. Uh, and he's, he's going to try and make sure that no one gets past him. And I, I think he really showed up in a big way uh, last week. And uh, now that you mentioned uh, Bernard, the, the second I got into Memphis, he was one of the first people to welcome me and, I absolutely enjoy working alongside Bernard. He is a fantastic player and an even better uh, human being. Uh, so shout out to you, Bernard. You, um, you've really made my, my time in Memphis amazing, and I, I, I couldn't be uh, any happier to be part of the Memphis squad. Yeah, let me, let me tell you one thing about Bernard, okay? He's actually a really good guy in person. Um, Probably one of my supervisors, or he's a, he's a Best Buy mobile manager, but probably one of the few that I trust on making the right decision. Um, and I trust in my team a lot. Don't get it wrong. But I have seen Bernard's growth and him being a better leader and growing every single day and taking control of his business. Um, and, I, and I trust him as a person, 
as a leader he what you see in your locker room is 100% what you see in real life and the other part that you may get to see once in a while is how goofy he can be and how much times we crack yeah. jokes and we really during the time of covid um we really helped each other out to get ourselves out of this funk and i'm so happy to have brought him and Josh Gill into this league cuz they're two really great people um you know and and I've known them now since 2017, so it's been about three years that I know Bernard and, and, and Josh. And uh, they, they've been phenomenal men, and I've seen them grow into their positions and grow from being regular associates to, you know, when I met Bernard, he was he was a, uh, a, a lead, and now he's a manager of a big part of our business. Um, so shout-outs to him, right? I, I know definitely it's a little different because I do know him personally, but shout outs to him as much as he wants to talk all that smack. Um, and he will, <laughs> right? He'll, he'll talk to me tomorrow and, and laugh and be like, boy, you know, your feet. And I'm just going to be like, all right, see what I got for you. Uh, <laughs> and he knows it too. So he's probably really laughing right now. He's like, man, I know nothing's going to come for me tomorrow. But regardless, <laughs> right, um, that's pretty awesome, right? I think, yeah, you're definitely doing a good job and you have a tenant there. Um, that is is really good to watch, right? Um, yeah. Now, I did you model? Agree. Did you model your player after anybody once um, you decided to be that safety? Uh, so, uh, like I mentioned before, a little bit of Harrison Smith, and I'm trying to remember a certain Arizona Cardinals uh, player uh, from a while back. Had to be early 2000s. Uh, I think he was either undrafted or seventh round, a uh, seventh round draft pick, but. An absolutely uh, dominant, dominant defensive back uh, for Arizona, uh, who went into uh, the military after after he was in the Arizona Cardinals for for a couple of years. He joined the military after 9/11 and was killed in action. Yeah, Tillman. Uh, sadly. Tillman. Tillman. Yes. Mr. Yeah, I'll never, I'll never forget yes. what he did for this country. And I'll never forget the sacrifice he did. Because, again, he didn't have to. He was making mi- right. I don't want to say millions, but he was making some good money. Okay? Mm-hmm. He didn't have to get called into action, but to do that and then lose your life on the line in battle. Um, yeah. Again, I'll never forget his, his the name Tillman because of what he was able to accomplish. And then I think the NFL did a really good job on also uh, memorializing him. And yeah. really giving him an opportunity to show, um, you know, just again, just mourning a soldier's loss is, is just difficult. But somebody who put their body on the line, not just for sports, but for, for the nation, it's great. So I think that's great. That's really good, uh, <laughs> folks, that you modeled your player around. Now, did, did you consider any other positions when you were thinking about choosing one in the SFLM? Um, well, for, for me, uh, me, myself, I'm more of an offensive guy. So, uh, you know, I was thinking, you know, should I go offense and, you know, make a, a, a standout? But then I was thinking, you know, I, I haven't really looked into, you know, defensive players and making a defensive, you know, a defensive oriented minded player or even having that mentality. So this is a little bit of a learning experience for me. And I, I'm glad I chose the defensive side of the ball, I was thinking linebacker, uh, corners, okay, but I definitely wanted to be somewhere in the middle of the field. So I was either, you know, torn between linebacker, but 
but in all honesty, I was probably going to go strong safety or free safety. Okay, definitely. Like I said, I've always this is always a curious question for me because, like, for myself, I'm playing tight end now. I went in as a linebacker, but I always wanted to be a safety, right? I always talk about this all the time. Like Sean Taylor, it was my favorite safety of all time. Um, his gritty, grittiness, his nastiness, the hits he put in, but he also had finesse. And I, that's so weird to say, right? Like, because you see a lot of uh, hard-hitting safeties, but you don't see many safeties who are balanced between being hard-nosed, God, just hits, to finessing and getting these interceptions and really being a dominant force in the backfield where you couldn't throw it. And even if you did throw it in Sean, even away from Sean Taylor's direction, he had enough closing speed to catch where that ball was at. And right. he was a big safety, right? Like, he was a monster, big safety. So, it's just what he did, and, and you know, it always sucks that he, he passed away early. Um, imagine where he yeah. would have been at, and I would hope that he would forever would have been a Washington Redskin. Um, but, you know, I always talk about that. Like, the other position I consider was that, but it just wasn't uh, available at the time, and I just decided to stick to linebacker uh, my career through the – through my first season to the minors, then, you know, I got the opportunity to be the GM of the Portland fleet and decided, Hey, why don't I go for another position, which was tight end and, and uh, definitely be coached by the great Mel Davis, my boy. Um, you know, so it, it's been an awesome experience. Now I do want to get into the SFLM, right? Because I'd love to give recognition to the minors. I think it's an amazing experience. If you've never been in the league before, I think it's a great way to start. Um, but how, like, what has been your experience, uh, being in the SFLM? Like, how has it been for you? Oh, from, from day one, uh, I, I can't, I can't talk even more highly of the SFLM with, there's so many great players. There's so many great coaches. Shout out to, uh, Dave Barr, Mr. Rain. Uh, the coaches in Memphis, and, and shout out to uh, the players, not not just my Memphis teammates, uh, Jason France, uh, Bernard. Um, let's see, uh, <laughs> words, names are surprisingly hard to come by for me when, when I want to think and and properly give recognition to every, everybody. Uh, but Max Knight. Uh, Jason France already mentioned him. Joseph Green, the quarterback. OJ Bruin, another quarterback. Uh, just phenomenal people to be around. Fantastic players and fantastic human beings. And then you have people like Colin Pierce, Scott Clawson, uh, Cliff Grizz- Grizzly. Uh, you know the people we always see in chat that are always saying, "Hey, good morning. Hey, good afternoon. Uh, happy Friday." Uh, how you doing? You know, you know, we're just we're all we're all just one big community, and I absolutely thoroughly enjoy uh, our conversations in Gen Chat, in the SFLM Gym Chat, and the the camaraderie and the little little we have we have some trash talking that goes on, and it's all in good fun, and I absolutely cannot speak high even more highly. Uh, of the SFLM and its players and coaches than I am right now. No, definitely. I, I always talk about how 
that's how I felt being in the SFLM. Like, I wasn't a rookie, but I was around people who didn't know as much. So it was great to share knowledge with them. And then it was great to get knowledge from great people like Ben Jackson, uh, the head coach of Annapolis. That's always going to be forever my boy, so he knows that. Um, But there's people in the SFLM that really take the time to make this a great experience for you. So when you come into the majors, you feel connected. And I feel like that's going to be great for retention of the SFL. I don't know how much the retention is. Cam can tell me in a future show or DM me in the future. Um, But I think, again, it just helps with the retention. It helps grow. Uh, (laughs) So it's just awesome to hear that experience from you. Now, what do you enjoy most about the SFLM? Uh, for me, every game day feels like college football, and, and this entire league to me feels like college football, uh, just because everyone in the league is working to get to the pros, in our, in our case, the SFL proper, uh, get in there, get drafted, and start grinding out, uh, grinding for an SFL championship, and now the way to start is through the minor league, and I absolutely um, enjoy what the SFL, Cameron Irvine, and Rustelli uh, have put together here and continue to maintain and uh, facilitate. And I own, I just want this, this league to grow. I want it to grow. I want to expand. I want more people to be interested and more people to get into the league. Yeah. And it's the same thing with me. I think to have SFL, you know, just football in general is awesome. Um, fun story right like I remember this time in the first season right um like Madison was struggling right you know Madison won the championship last year and uh they were struggling and they ended up going picking up all these games winning these big games and ended up getting the championship and beating out a really strong Ottawa Calvary team right yep and that's what's the fun part about the SFLM. You know, you're not out of the race. Like, the way that it's broken down, yes, the best team is, is 4-0. But number two is at 2-1. and one. So if you take another win, and if they take a loss, now this, this landscape can change even more. And that's the yeah. fun part. And even, we always want to win. But the camaraderie you're going to have supersedes that. Because when you guys go, because not everybody goes to the same team. You may be lucky too with the expansions that are coming through, and they may say, "Hey, I want to build my team through the draft." And you may have teammates that you might have with you on the same team, but if you don't, you still have that camaraderie and that relationship that you're never going to lose. Yeah, and that's what I enjoy about the league, right? Like the Annapolis players that I was lucky to play with: uh, Eric Hammer, Jeff Gagne, um, you know, my line brothers. Uh, they were amazing to to do. And then you had, you know, just again, CJ Arthur. I know you guys aren't the biggest fan, but, you know, he, at least in the season that I was there, um, he he did a really good job and he grew. And I know there's some growing pains there with you guys that Bernard shares, but I promise you he's a good dude um, at the end of the day. Um, But I had him, I had Cameron Curtis, right? Um, the Fort Worth Toros quarterback, oh, sorry, Fort Worth Toros running back, who, who, uh, sorry, wide receiver that converted from, uh, quarterback for us, did an amazing job. Uh, Hugo, 
was part Reynoso was part of the team. Um, <laughs> who else was on the team? And I hope that I don't miss any names. Um, because it's all love, right, to the Annapolis squad. Uh, Ger- Gerard oh. Brody was actually part of the Annapolis Navigators at one time. Um, so shout outs to him, right? Like, there's some people there that, again, it, it was such a monumental group of people that came out of the minors. Um, that's awesome to see, and that's the future of the organization, and that's the future of what we end up being. So it's really cool to see, and I think that's what I enjoy most. Now, since you've been in the league, what has been your best SFLM memory? Uh, can I do one that wasn't wasn't my, my memory as well? Can I do two? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So uh, we're, we're going to touch back. It's going to be both involving your Annapolis Navigators uh, in <laughs> – uh, we'll just take last week, the first ever hashtag Bolt Bowl, uh, mm-hmm. a, a nail biter uh, and a comeback victory for my Memphis squad. Uh, the the grit and determination we showed uh, to come back and win that game was absolutely phenomenal. Uh, Mr. Hammer, Hammer Time, made a clutch diving touchdown to bring us within a score at near the end of the game. Uh, if you haven't seen that highlight yet, go check that out. Uh, but but honestly, um, to, the, to, the, to the Annapolis team present, uh, I said it in general, I'll say it again. You guys have a fantastic club. Uh, I have nothing but respect for the Annapolis organization and its players. Uh, they have a bye week. They're going to pick themselves up. They're going to come back strong. Uh, in week six, and, and th- they're going to make a run for the playoffs, and I hope I hope we see them in the playoffs uh, this season, and hopefully we can make the playoffs, uh, which if we keep on our upward trajectory, we, we should have a really good chance. Uh, and the second was the semifinal game, uh, last the first inaugural season, the semifinal game against Ottawa for, for your Navigators, and just to watch that game as a neutral uh, from any standpoint, if you if you tuned into that game just to watch it, you got yourself a really good contest. So yeah, those those are my two memories. Those are really good, and uh, I heard it from from Bernard about the Annapolis win. Okay, but it's always forever going to be Navigators for myself, right? Um, and you know, again, I do want to go back and shout out everybody because I did miss some folks. You know, Scott Johnson, uh, the running back from Las Vegas was part of my teammate, so my bad, Scott. I'm pretty sure he's going to be like, boy, how are you going to forget about me? Uh, Greg Soto <laughs> was on the team, right? The the Cuban Missile. Uh, Nolan Pierce, Chris Ochoa, Jared, Jared Crow, Dusty Wilson. Um, I can't believe I forgot my man Garrison Blue. I'm sorry, Garrison. That's my bad. Um, but Garrison Blue was on there. Uh, Michael Rochester, Tank Hutt. Right, shout out to Tank Cut. He's on Las Vegas as well. Uh, Larry Barr, shout out to Coach Barr. We had him on the show not too long ago. Um, you know, in, in Orlando Love. So you had all these people that came out of there. So just want to let you know, you know, it's forever navigators uh, from there. But I think, again, those are really great memories. And uh, it's you're right. It's a strong organization on that side. That was a very good um, win for you guys. Now, um Let's talk about a little bit of future of the league, 
before we get into this question, because this question I think is very intriguing for all the GMs and owners to know the next question I want to ask, but let's start with this one first. What do you see the future of the league going? Um, personally, I mean, I've only had a, spent a few months in the, in the league itself, but as far as the future of the league goes, I think we'll continue to grow uh, as far as people-wise goes. Um, as far as saying that um, – you know, we're going to stop at 2014s. You know, this is it for, you know, five seasons. Let's build the player base. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen. And that's, that's, that's the beauty of it. Um, it. You know, I want us to see us grow. I think, you know, in my personal opinion, we need to grow the minor leagues a little bit more. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe more people in, in the league before we uh, expand a little bit. We'll just see how uh, the next minor league uh, next season of the minor league goes. Um, but I think if we can build a little bit more of the foundation uh, and the new foundation is the minor league uh, uh, now. So if we can build a little bit of the minor league, build that up, you know, it'll just continue to support the uh, SSL proper for years to come. So that, that, that's where I think, I think the future of the league needs to lead. But, you, you know, I, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just a speculator here. Yeah, and I'm gonna tell you, it's it's a great standpoint. I think any listener, anybody listening now, uh, you know, visit us SFL SFL sorry simulationfl.net, right? Or P- check us out on Discord. Same thing, simulationfl, um, and check it out. And this is a great time. It, I know it sucks that it's not as many people in the SFLM this minor, you know, now, but this gives an opportunity for folks to still join. Yes, you're joining a little bit later, but you're joining with people who are already started, and you can get involved in the game just like uh, the people you see on the field now. And it will grow, and it will be it, – it's, again, it's a great segue. It's like new employee orientation. Uh, <laughs> it helps you really know how to navigate and get there. And with your feedbacks, right, like what was great about it and what needs improvement, at the end of the season they always ask that so so we know what's, what we can improve on. Uh, when it comes down to it now this is the part that for potential gms and owners that are listening uh what do you bring to an organization right because you want to get drafted just like anybody else what do you bring to the organization that potential gms and potential uh owners can hear from the horse's mouth uh, I've got a f- I've got a few uh, a few things that I'm going to bring to whatever organization I'm drafted by or picked up. Uh, the first of which is loyalty. Uh, whatever team gets me, you're get, you're going to get me for three years plus, or excuse me, three seasons plus. Uh, because I feel you know draft me year one. I'm a brand new rookie. I'm going to have I'm going to have to I'm going to develop a little bit, and you are able to mold me the player you want. And so after that first season, I'm not going to go away. I'm going to, you know, stick with the team. That way we build a consistency. That way, you know, I'm able to continue to help and grow within your organization. Uh, I want to work with your organization. I want the organization that I'm going to be a part of to start pushing for the playoffs and, you know, make further strides in, in the pursuit of a championship. Because that's all that, that me slash Mike Ryan wants. You know, we could be the best player in the league, could be the uh, best strong safety in the league, and not make the playoffs and not win a championship. 
And to me, that sucks uh, because that means I'm taking too much pride in myself and not in the team. So the second thing I'm going to bring is uh, teamwork and the ability to work with everyone. Uh, I'm not going to come in and toss the, toss the apple cart aside and say, I'm the best player. My ideas are perfect. Listen to me and no one else. No, I'm going to, I'm going to listen to the veterans. I'm going to listen to the coaches, listen to the owners. What do they want from me? How am I to act in your locker room? Uh, Yes, I have some leadership qualities, but I'm not going to assert myself right away. I want the team to succeed more than I do. If the team's winning games and I'm having a poor game, but we're still winning games, that's fine. I just, I slash Mike Ryan want to see our team succeed more than anything. And I think uh, the third and last, uh, last one word catchphrase for me is um, respect and not in the way some people would say respect, like, oh, they need to respect me for the you know, player I am. But I'm going to bring res- respect from myself. I'm going to respect the players that I'm with, respect the coaches that are, that are trying to coach me, the, the owners and the players and coaches and owners outside the organization that I'm part of. I want everyone to enjoy their time in the SFL. I, and I just, for me to go in and, you know, draw lines in sand and, you know, break relationships and, and be a distraction, that's, that's not something I'm, I, I want to see happen. So, uh, so that, that's, that's just what I'm going to bring. That's awesome. And that's what I'm saying. Like, here to hear this, it, it's sometimes tough as a GM, right, to get to everybody. You try. You really do try. Um, but I give this platform for folks to really be able to speak. So if a GM, if an owner wants to listen to this and you want to reference it and say, hey, I was on Inside the League with Nelson. Here's some insight about me, what you'd expect, all this kind of stuff. It allows you an opportunity to sell yourself on why you deserve to be drafted or why you should deserve to be brought into a specific organization. Each organization in this league has something great about them. One word of advice, don't listen to everything you read in Gen Chat, okay? Every organization <laughs> has great things about them. Um, you just have to find the right one that fits also who you want to be and what you want to be able to accomplish. So it should be a, a partnership relationship. What are we able to do for you? What are you able to do for us? We come together and we do this, you know, we face the season together and adversities. And I'm going to tell you, loyalty is really huge. Um, you can. We're going to be talking to a GM in a minute uh, shortly that has blessed me tonight on the show. But um, I know for a fact loyalty is huge for us. And if we can, because we build game plans, not just for this season, but for the future. And to do those, you need to have people who want to be in your organization and be there through the hard times and the good times. Those are the type of people you want to have in those situations. So um, now, what have you learned while being in the league? What have I learned? Um, well, being in the, being in the military has already taught me that you were going to de- I am going to have to deal with people that I'm not too comfortable with, uh, and to deal with people that have different work ethics, different backgrounds, different lifestyles, and you know have the ability to be flexible 
and malleable. And for me to come into the league, I think the biggest thing for me to learn is broadcasting. I'm constantly learning how my broadcasting is received by people, how, and I'm constantly, almost every day, I'm listening to how I broadcast. And I, everyone says, most of the chat, you know, it's mostly positive saying, hey, great job, you sound awesome. And I really do appreciate that. And for me, I'm probably one of the guys that, you know, sticks on the negatives. Oh, I didn't, or excuse me, I I paused too long here. I I should have added, should I added something here? I'm I'm always dwelling on the negatives uh, that I'm doing wrong, and, and I think that's maybe my my, my fault is um, because I want to I want to make it for me my my style of broadcasting isn't uh, isn't about me. You know, my my voice could sound, you know, I could be the perfect voice in the world. You know, I could you know, have the greatest intonation, and I'll be talking to a wall and no one's listening, but. For me, I want my broadcasting to not take away from the game, but to add to the game. And you know, for me, I that, that that's where I'm coming from. That's that's what I want. I I want my broadcast, my broadcast voice, my broadcast style to be about the game. And I think for me, just learning how to develop that and how to um, interact with the community while I'm broadcasting is is probably my biggest challenge. Yeah, and and again, you're gonna learn, right? Like I used to be so nitpicky, but what I learned, somebody had told me, always look behind the path that you created, right? Because if you look, again, you're not gloating, right? Like, but you are admiring the work you've done, right? Sometimes I forget to do that. Like I won't even lie to you. Um, sometimes my supervisor have to remind me, but like, yo, Nelson, you you you're doing good. Like last last uh, last month, I finished number four in the company out of a thousand stores. You can imagine how difficult that is. And sometimes I still nitpick and I still push and I'm still like, hey, we need to do better. There was three spots that I didn't get to get to number one. But sometimes you have to take a step back, look and said, man, but that's quite an accomplishment. Also, quite an accomplishment is to have the best customer satisfaction in the nation two months in a row and oh, dominating five months in a row with COVID still happening. But mm-hmm. again, you learn that when you grow up, the more you grow, the more you see, the more you start realizing I need to pay attention to my accomplishments because it allows me to give a level of progression. It gives me an opportunity to see where I started from, where I'm heading to, and then what I, what it took to get there. And then that naturally brings knowledge and that naturally brings where you can grab somebody and say, Hey, don't make the same mistakes I did. This is the path I created, but look at the future and look at when I learned from those mistakes, what I was able to accomplish. <laughs> so, again, just from somebody who did the same thing to a different mindset, that's you're going to learn it. You're going to learn it. You're going to overcome it. And you're going to be awesome. And you're going to you're going to have that great balance that I know you'll have. Now, is there anything that you want to be able to accomplish in this league? You're already a broadcaster. You're playing this league. Is there anything like coaching-wise or GM or front office or something you want to do in the future? Um, do you have any future goals like that that you want to be able to accomplish? Yes, definitely. Um, 
at, at one day I would like to coach. And unlike Mike Ryan, who's defensive, and like I mentioned earlier, uh, I want to be either an offensive coordinator and eventually work work my way up that way to, to head coaching. Um, but I, I don't want to come into an organization and say, you know, just like toppling up a car. I, I don't want to go come in and say, you know, I want to coach. I'm going to be an offensive coordinator. You need to clear out a spot for me. No, 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 no. Uh, I I want to learn how to coach in this league uh, and learn from an already established or or a brand new offensive coordinator um, about what their play style is. How can I, you know, how can I learn from them and glean from them and take all all of that information and knowledge and put it into my own future play style. Um, and so one of the things that I'd like to do at some point, like I said, is, you know, do, be an offensive coordinator. And then, you know, if, if I'm blessed with the opportunity, it needs to be a, a head coach, maybe one, 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 uh, a few year, a few seasons down the road, be a GM or, or even an owner, but that's, that's uh, some long stretch goals there. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you, right. If that's what you want to accomplish, you can, I'll say take the steps to get there, right? Get the console, get the game, start working on your own on how to get that, right? And what works. Um, but I'm going to tell you, branding is everything in this league. Mm-hmm. Your relationships, who you are, what you stand for, that's what that is important. And I think, again, folks look at it as a game and they will choose how to sell themselves any way, shape, or form. But from a GM level to yourself, and anybody else who's listening It's what you stand for Who you are Because we all talk All GMs mm-hmm. Owners We all talk So if you don't back up Who you are In the locker rooms Or anything like that Trust me We're going to hear it <laughs> We're going to get feedback mm-hmm. And we're going to hear What's happening But if you If you really want to do that Then you have to Understand the brand And you got to start Making those moves now To show people You really mean business Because Right If you don't Somebody else will, and they'll show that, and then at the end of the day, you'll miss your opportunity. But I'm very excited to see what you end up doing. I hope, I don't hope, I know that will eventually happen. But because I have so much respect for you, I want to share that with you to say, hey, start doing what you're doing. Keep up the great work of who you are, and don't ever change. Because I've never changed the two seasons that I've been with this league, and I'm always going to be myself, and I'm always going to be who I am. And I'm always going to help people, get people better, um, and build those relationships. Because honestly, without y'all, I could not be here or even have this show. So I, I just some some wise wisdom from a not-so-wise guy. Not just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, every every little bit helps. Thank you, Nelson. No problem. So now it's the last thoughts, right? This is me rolling out the red carpet. Uh, you have a camera here, 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 just like they say on Hot Ones. Uh, if you watch that, you know oh, the yeah. reference. Oh, yeah. If you don't, uh, yep. <laughs> that's I, I, where I got it uh, from. I, I... Uh, all right. Are we, are we... Yeah, so it's the floor is yours. Ready? Anything you want to talk about, all right. Discord name, just make sure you drop your Discord name. If you have a Twitter, if you have anything like that, because I do want you to have an opportunity to talk to different owners, GMs, and if they want to get to you, I want to make sure they know how to get to you. So the floor is yours, sir. Yeah, well, thank you, Nelson. Uh, one, yeah, my name is Tyler Falk. My player name is strong. Is Mike Ryan is the strong safety of the Memphis River Runners. 
Uh, I have a Twitter at uh, Tyler Falk SFL. Uh, I'm a broadcaster, statistician, and uh, what else am I? I'm, I'm the agent for for um, Mr. Mike Ryan. Uh, I'm currently loving loving what I'm doing in the SFL. Uh, I'm calling a game with uh, Mr. Shadow Realm himself, T. Roy Gaines, on Tuesday. Uh, we get to call the Ottawa Calvary and Tacoma Grizzlies game on Twitch at 5 o'clock uh, Eastern. So that's the next time you'll hear from me. And then uh, for those of you that uh, watch Dave Axis, yes, I'm the guy who does the two-minute drill on Dave Axis for the minor league. Uh, if you want to get a hold of me, my uh, Discord name is Tyler Falk slash uh, Mike Ryan, Strong Safety Memphis. Uh, and, yeah, I, I'm more than eager to do whatever uh, the team needs of me. I'm willing to help uh, the team, you know, be their stats guy. You know, whatever the team needs from me, I'm more than willing to help. And uh, I've already helped a few different people out with uh, getting mics set up um, and multiple different things. So if, if you guys want someone to talk to, need some help with anything, you know, hit me up. Uh, talk to me. And uh, let's sit down and have a conversation. And, uh, yeah, that's that's it. Uh, and so we will finish off uh, – this little section with uh, my end of game catchphrase. It's good morning, good afternoon, and good night, ladies and gentlemen. That's awesome. And actually, before you go, in true inside the league fashion, I have to introduce somebody because somebody told me I want to be able to talk to Tyler myself. So it is the general manager, quarterback of the Arizona Scorpions, Ashley Showtime Jackson. Ashley, how are you doing this evening? Hey, what's up, y'all? How are you? <laughs> I'm, uh, you know what? I'm great. It's um, I appreciate you blessing me on the show this evening. Um, you know, you're a real one for that. Always. I always say that, right? <laughs> um, but thank you for stopping yes. by. I know you wanted to talk to Tyler and uh, maybe, you know, share some wise words or whatnot. Oh, yeah. Well, I was just calling this to, you know, let you know that you have been doing a fantastic job, Nelson. I'm really proud of you from the very first show that you had where you seemed a bit nervous to now <laughs> to where you just, hey, everything just rolling, you know, the way it's supposed to. And, you know, it's been wonderful. I also have heard uh, you doing broadcasts and you've been doing a great job, too. I remember contacting you, I think the first time you did it. And I told you, you know, you're doing an excellent job. And all you could do was point out the negative things like you were, like Tyler was saying. <laughs> exactly. All you could do is just like, oh, man, you know, I, I feel like I was sucked. Like, no, you didn't. Trust me. I feel, I I feel like I was my too first quiet. Time. <laughs> well, see, and the thing is, I was kind of the same way when I first started. When I, the very first broadcast I did, I, I kind of bummed. First off, internet went down, so I was basically going off what E.K. Vincent was saying, and I didn't have, <laughs> I just wasn't ready, but it was still fun to do and have that experience, and I'm I'm really proud of you for stepping up, and Tyler, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you, Ashley. Awesome. I just want to say to you that you've been amazing from the start. Like, you're one of the top rookies for a reason. I mean, you coming out you're volunteering for everything. You're stats-wise, 
um, broadcasting. If anybody needs you, you seem to be right there. Even on Dave Axe's show with his two-minute drill, you, you're, very, you're amazing at what you do. Um, I've told you that you have, like, this 1960s news vibe, you know, like, mm-hmm. hey, in the news now, we have it's like that. It's, it's, it's like that, but it's, it's great, you know, because it's different. Everybody has their thing that they do, but yours is different, and I appreciate both of y'all for stepping up and doing that for us. Actually, look, I always, I think every show that I have, I try to shout you, Dave, Coach Craven, like, you guys pioneered this, okay? You all took a shot. You all say, hey, I'm going to create content, and and I've seen your growth, right? Your your show from the YouTube section to the actual quality of the podcast has grown, and I share that with you, right? I was like, actually, you... You've, you've grown in your what you brought out there, and it's been such quality. Um, definitely rivals like a Dave Axis, right, who's grown as well with how his Twitch is, his presentation, everything else from there. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's honestly the you know inspired by you and Dave and, and Coach Cravens, and even to the Kramer Jackman who is 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 lost in the lost at the moment, but I'm sure the Jackman show would eventually come back. Uh, you really inspired mm-hmm. us. So, you know, again, I always keep that relationship with you. Um, you know, you always check in on me. I always see how you're doing, right? Like, it's it's a great friendship. And then to know that, again, I'm here because you gave me that. Like, when we did our first, my ever first interview, right? Uh, first interview as a player, first interview as a GM was with you. And it was <laughs> such a great experience. Um, that it inspired me to say, hey, I want to do the same thing. So thank you to yourself and what you were able to inspire. And you, at least you can know that you inspired this current content creator um, to do what he now find, finds a passion. And so thank you, Ashley. You're very welcome, man. And I think everybody has a talent. Everybody has a voice. Everybody has something they can contribute. I didn't honestly know that I could do any of this until I found the league. So a lot of times you're you're thrust in a situation to where you find out a lot about yourself, whether that's a good thing or whether that's a bad thing. You know, <laughs> um, I just I just think that you know I've I'm really fortunate you know to be able to do that and to even for anybody that just want to come on my show like for you want to just take time out of your schedule to be like hey let me just sit down and have a conversation right and don't you feel that way too like if somebody just comes out and just say you know what it's friday night i'm not really doing that let me go on nelson's show and just chill out with them yeah you feel great you feel special like you feel like okay well this person really has a story that they want to share with you and they don't they don't mind so it's it, 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 look, the platforms here, like you, like you told me, what inspired you? Um, you're like Nelson. I couldn't get on nothing, not any other podcast, man. It was like a long wait, and I was like, screw it, I'm gonna do it myself. And uh, mm-hmm. it, it's it's awesome to know. And you, that's what I'm saying. The the conversations you have with a lot of players, the in depth that you get with them, um, it's what inspired this. And it's what I enjoy the most about your show. So I said, hey, I want to do the same thing. Get to know people like Tyler. Get to know Eddie Gage Mm -hmm. last week and everybody else that's been on this show. Uh, 
it's again that that's what has made me enjoy what I do and how I do it. Um, so it, it's kudos to you as well. You know what's going on now. I don't know if you have any words for Tyler before Tyler because he gave off his sign off and that, <laughs> so he signed <laughs> off and then he's still on here. But did you have uh, anything you wanted to share with him before? Because I do have some questions for you, Ashley, since you jumped on the show um, about some <laughs> some of these expansion teams, um, this okay. new division that we have, um, and and kind of that that side of the of the business, and then a, a kind of the off season for you, right? Um, but before that, I do want to give, if there's anything you want to say to Tyler or anything like that, uh, the floor is yours. Hey, Tyler, just keep up the good work, man. I mean, we, we see everything that you do. And, you know, I think that you're definitely probably going to be top pick of oh, wow. the draft. You heard that so first. Between uh, one and five. On Inside the oh, League, you heard that man. first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm serious uh, because people uh, because it's more than just a player's bill that we take in consideration as GMs. We see what you do for the league. We see what you're willing to do for your team. We see how you act in general chat. Um, we see how involved and how much when if there's something that happens, if you're the first one to step up or if you just step off and be like somebody else is going to do it, we pay attention to all of that. And so far, you've hit every mark in every GM's book. So I would, I would definitely look to you to go dip top five. I'm sure Ray Ray and Tom is probably going to be eyeing you. <laughs> there, there we go. <laughs> and that's uh, again. Man. I wish I had. Ashley, I... Sorry, sorry. Go ahead. Tyler, this oh, is yours. You're good. I was just going to say, Ashley. I'm, I'm honored and humbled. Uh, I'm, I'm, thank you so much, Ashley. Uh, no, no, no matter what happens and no, no matter where I go, I'm going to put in, put in the best effort that I possibly can give to wherever I go. Uh, and it, it means a lot, Ashley, to come out and, and say that, uh, live here on, on Inside the League. Uh, it's, uh, I don't, I don't think I really have the words. I'm a little speechless at the moment. Uh, but no, uh, thank you. And I'm, there, there's so many great people in in the minor league, and and there's there's going to be a lot of great players this year that that come out of the league, and uh, mm-hmm. this this draft is going to be special, and the people of this draft are going to be special in the league, and so, um, it, it, for me, just just to be here and to be able to come on this on this show and be able to talk to both of both of you, Nelson and Ashley, it's it's truly an honor. So thank you, thank you both. No You're problem. Welcome. Look, I, I wanted to say, if you ever seen the movie, um, don't be a what is it? Don't be a menace in the hood drinking don't be whatever. A, oh my yeah. god! Don't be a menace to South Central. Yeah. While drinking your orange while drinking juice in your, the hood. While drinking your juice <laughs> in the hood, right? And Ashley was just giving you wisdom right now. I wish I had the sample to be like message. Um, because it, it is true, right? Like it's you're hearing it from two GMs. It's the branding. It's who you are, how you carry yourself, what you're able to bring to the league. It's not just if you had the best player in the league. All right, it's the, you can have twenty thousand interceptions, and that doesn't. It's it, that's just one piece of the puzzle. Because you have to come in, and we're going to spend countless games together we're gonna spend the off season together so when that happens 
you know, it's things that we tell folks all the time. You know, that's, this is wisdom right now. This is a message. This is to any rookie that's listening. Be yourself, yes, and, and enjoy this product on however you like. But remember, it is your brand. So if you don't have countless teams reaching out to you, you reach out to them. But come with a level of respect. Because I have seen some folks come with, hey, so-and-so is not that great. I can come in and take over for so-and-so. It's not the approach you want to come in. Uh, because so-and-so is somebody I invested in. And there's somebody I've talked mm-hmm. to. And I got to know what their lives are and what they're about and who they are as people. So for you to come at so-and-so, whoever that is, right? Um, it's not a good look on yourself because I we we've invested in people, and that's the mm-hmm. most important part is that we invest in the people. So I think Ashley gave you some great wisdom. Uh, hopefully, I gave you some great wisdom tonight. And if you want to share with anybody in the SFLM, if they want to join the show, join mine or Ashley's or Dave's or whoever, tell them to reach out because. We love to give you a platform to share who you are because Ashley did this last year for a lot of rookies. And no lie, I listened to each and every one that we were we were interested in to see if they would fit. Because you can only get so much in the chat, and I know you can't give everything that you want, but at least I'm able to listen to that while I'm driving to work or whatever the case may be and still give that person a fighting opportunity to be in there. So another message Another great thing, but again, Tyler, if you do want to stay on the show, you're more than welcome to, um, but if not, you have a wonderful evening. Hey, thank you, Nelson. Just one last thing, it'll be real quick. Yeah. Uh, it's funny you mentioned the Dave Axis show, uh, because Dave has made me the, the lead on all things SFLM, including uh, interviews. So if there's any rookies on the on the show that are listening to the show that want to hop on the Dave Axis show, uh, go ahead and give me a ring. Definitely. I think uh, somebody needs to take up that offer if that's the case. So thank you again, Tyler. You have a good night. You too. Thanks, Nelson. Right, good Thanks, night, Ashley. Tyler. Right. Absolutely. So, Ashley, now that I got you on the hey. line, okay, <laughs> i got to ask you, what has been your Uh-oh. thoughts so far of the new teams that were added? Um, okay. And what do you think about the whole division? Okay, first of all, our division is hard. Cam, if you're listening, you know what you're doing. But it's not <laughs> it's not something that our you know, our particular division we can't handle, but I'm just saying, man. I mean these are all like playoff championship teams that we gotta play twice. So I'm like, well, what's going on? But <laughs> it's, it's gonna be good. I think it was a good idea for him to do the divisions because we had a lot of ties this this season and there were, you know, certain games had to happen a certain way for you to even make it and I think that that would cut down on a lot of of, of that sort of thing. Um, as far as everyone that received the team, congratulations. Um, Tom and Ray and Optimus, well, Cody Klein and Jermaine Smith. It's, I'm glad that you all got, you know, your team's um, it was a long time coming for Optimus and for Jermaine. Jermaine had actually owned the team previously, um, but then was asked to become the SFL president, things like that. So that transition, you know, to him going back to having a team, I know he's very happy. I actually talked with him 
on my show recently, um, Thursday. Great guy, happy to have his team, DC Dragons. Um, the Lycans, I kind of figured that Tom and Ray was going to get a team anyway. They were doing a, a lot for the league, from stats together, from um, being a part of the league staff together, rosters, doing all of that, and, again, making themselves available to help when it was necessary. People look at that, and yeah. they felt like the owners felt like they were invested in the league. They weren't going to be the type to get into the ownership ownership position and just be like, oh, oh, well, this is too hard. I'm done. Or, you know, they knew what it took to do it, and they they signed up, and they trust them with that position. Um, with Cody Klein, Optimus Klein, he's been a part of the league for a long time as well. You know, it was kind of bittersweet for him leaving the storm like that. Yeah, they've been. I think he was like one of the first players that they actually signed, that mighty signed. So, you know, it's kind of a bittersweet thing for them. But I know Cody is very happy to be able to just kind of spread his wings and fly, you know, in the sense. Yeah. But he has his own his own other league, the uh, F the FCS that it's like a little practice league that he does. But he's been doing a great job with that, you know, commentating on every game with that and, you know, doing inputting plays. So I know that he's going to excel with what he does. So I'm happy about it. I do feel bad for the people that did want a team but they couldn't make it, but there are various reasons. And I wouldn't want them to get discouraged, Yeah. you know, from the next expansion bid. At least you know what to do. You know, you take a look at the what the other people that got their expansion teams did and – you know, remember that, but just make it your own. And with experience, I think experience kind of knocks a lot of people out too, them being in the league or having um, a lot of coaching experience, things like that. Owners look at different things. But I do know that time in the league and what you actually do for the league does play a a major role in them. Yeah. And and I mentioned in the beginning of the show that don't don't get frustrated. Don't give up. If that's what you really want, don't give up, right? Because Eddie shared how he got, you know, Arizona, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's one journey. And then, you know, Jacob got it through doing an expansion bit. There's multiple ways of it happening. And I talked about how Ramen, right? Ramen was lucky to, enough to get a great organization in Chicago and move it over to Los Angeles. And mm-hmm. it's, again different journeys and if you want to do this don't give up i thought there were some really great ideas out there that can potentially move forward and you know maybe in another type of bid you're right optimus Klein has been waiting for a while right so it's not like Mm -hmm. it's something and even lord destro waited a little bit to get back the dc uh dc dragons back into the field right so it is Mm -hmm. a journey Exactly. And I 100% agree. It's a journey, and if you really want something, you're going to have to persevere. Because Eddie, to- I was so shocked when Eddie told me, hey, season 12 is when I decided I got my team season 14. That's two seasons, right? And that's mm-hmm. perseverance, and that's grit, and that's saying, hey, this is exactly what I want. So I think, again, that 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 wisdom that you share is huge. I didn't know... He had his own league neither, but definitely something I had to check out in the future. 
Um, mm-hmm. yeah. But your off season, how's that been going? Pretty good so far. I mean, I'm I'm not really ever off, but that's <laughs> <laughs> my choice. <laughs> I mean, I was gonna take a break from doing the the player of the week articles, but then it was brought to my attention that the rookies would like to to hear their name, you know, or to to see their read their name, you know, in fine print and things like that. And I already knew I was gonna be doing the rookie interviews. I do that every season. Yep. Um, you and do. just interviews. Just it, when the period. SFLM is period. over, yep. Period. Yeah, just period. <laughs> um, so that part it will never go away. I may not have any other content, but we are gonna talk about, to somebody about something. <laughs> but <laughs> but um, but it's been going pretty good. I've been enjoying just writing all of the Player of the Week articles. Sometimes it gets a little frustrating. Yeah. Well, not necessarily in a bad way, but. You have so many people deserve the award, but you can only give it to so many. That's why I started to do the runner-ups and the honorable mentions because I'm like, these are it's a lot of good plays out here. It's a lot of good thing, uh, a lot of good um, efforts out here. And of course, you know, I get some some cheers, and then I get my my cheers that, hey, why didn't you pick this person because they had A, B, and C? And I was like, okay, well, I mean, sometimes it's oversight. Sometimes I see someone else that's doing a slightly better job than that person. It's not like I'm knocking them for the yeah. the work they, that they did. It's just, you know, I had a different reason for it, you know. And I always invite them to help me. Hey, you know, you can help gather some stats for me and, you know, we can do this together. But, you know. Yeah. I know. So I can vouch sometimes for Sometimes it works out. I know. <laughs> I can vouch for it. I've seen it where you're like, and, you know, Sometimes you get unnecessary flack too, because people be like, "What about this person? What about that person?" And you're like, "Dude, I've tried. <laughs> like, I try to get everybody. <laughs> Why don't you try to help me, and then we can maybe get some, get the people on here, right?" It's mm-hmm. always like that. Mm-hmm. Though. You know, there's there's folks out there who don't do the work that criticize other people's work when they don't understand what that other side looks like. You know what I'm saying? Just like when people were credit, just like when people were criticizing Portland, you know, for the season that they had. I'm like, okay, guys, you're a brand brand new team under under you know brand new leadership, trying to get all of these different players to work well with the players, the the um the playbooks that you have, and that is a whole lot of stuff that you have to go through. Yep. You know, and for people to just come out and just say, hey, you know, your team sucks, you know, you're, you know, you're, you're underachievers, things like that. Because I did hear Brian Craven's show, and they had a whole list of underachievers, mm-hmm. by the way. Yeah, I was going to And um, <laughs> I know, I know, I, I heard it too. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, and I did come out and chat, and I was like, hey, you know, the what the content of what was said was absolutely spot on as as for me. You know, I was an underachiever this year because I have done so many things, but there are also other factors that I was hoping that would be taken into account with that, with having a brand new OC, you know, it's never, that doesn't really have that that much experience in it. So, but either way, people are going to have their moments, or people have their moments where they shine, but you should be, able to withstand those moments when you don't 
that's how you know you're a true leader. Yeah. Um, and, and, and that's what I'm saying. I think there's a portion to it, right? Like, again, I told Eddie that I saw growth. Okay? You didn't throw as many picks last, as you did last year. And it's a developmental. Mm-hmm. And I saw the growth that you did. So to say underachieving is difficult for me to say because it's not like you just went a second season having the same type of performance. No, you grew, right? The organization grew. DJ Moses grew. Everybody grew. And when you see mm-hmm. that, that's the most important part. It is very easy to do that, right? It's very easy to say, hey, underperforming, which again, I appreciate their their, their feedback, right? My boy Ross Napoli, mm-hmm. uh, Coach Cravens, like all, you know, Slim, Slim Shady, right? Like everybody's mm-hmm. going to have their own opinion. And again, whether I agree or disagree, hey, it's an opinion they feel. And as a person, right, I have to take that feedback. And they were humble enough to, like, Slim put himself on there, right? Mm-hmm. Ross put himself on there. So it's not like mm-hmm. they were like, oh, we just going to crap on everybody else. So that's why I'm not, I'm not salty because I'm like, at the end of the day, they were just giving their opinions. I need to listen to right. that opinion. Um, and respect exactly. and I respect and, and their I respect opinions them weren't wrong. People, so. Yeah, exactly. And their appearing the the opinions weren't wrong. You know, um, it was just that when you're one of the top five quarterbacks in completions, but you still have all these interceptions too. It's like, what do you do? Like, how do you fix that? You know what I mean? Yeah, and you can make most of your. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, it, it it is, but like I said, sometimes you need to hear it, but your future is very bright. Um, I think, again, as a quarterback, I saw so much growth from you um, that that needs to at least be recognized to say, hey, Ashley's moving in the right direction, and Eddie's helping pushing it that way. So Yeah, I think next, next season will be better. Yeah, but re- that's what I'm saying, growth. And I can see it, mm-hmm. right? The growth of the organization as well as the growth of the individual players. And that's the same thing with us, right? Portland, like we're on off-season mode trying to figure out exactly who's staying, who's going. Um, are we going to look at potential free agents or is this going to be another draft, right? Um, and, and just like everybody is doing, right? And then figuring out like, is our game plan working? Is it not? What tweaks are we going to make? Right? And so on and so forth. So it's a process, right? And it's. I think what's really cool that Eddie told me is that you guys have a channel that you guys like literally put mm-hmm. everything on, like where you communicate. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Portland, we're more of a f- actual on the call, <laughs> like we're on calls, uh, we're like on a group chat, uh, which sometimes blows up. And I'm like, what's going on? I'm at work. What did I just miss? Right. <laughs> um, but each team right. has ways that they communicate. But I just think the the future is very bright. Arizona and yes you have a very hard division you had the number one seed in your division you have Las Vegas who don't sleep on them they can put some points on the board and then the mm-hmm. defense the, the, the runner up in Sioux Falls uh, is That's definitely right. going to be a challenge but again like you showed this season you're nobody to sleep on right and you definitely bring some great stuff to the table that I think again Respect was given to Eddie. Respect was given to you. And we're really excited to see what you end up doing. I'm excited too. And I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that Portland, 
you know, once you get the the bugs out, you guys are going to be a force too, you know. But I appreciate it's those growing that. pains, it's those things, it's the, the things, little kinks that you got to figure out, especially when it's your first time. I'm not even the first and second seasons of a new team. You know, you got to make sure that you retain the people that you have. And if you did, then that's awesome. But a lot of times people want to win, you know, so they go to other teams, you know, trying to, you know, get, hey, I want to, I want to be on a winning team. And that's fine. You know, this is your money. You, this is your player. You're paying for that. But I think people need to realize, too, when you're able to retain your locker room, then you guys get to grow together. Your team can actually be built on each other, you know, and then that's how you become Baltimore. That's how you become um, Denver Nightwings. Yep. That's how you become the Sioux Falls, right? (laughs) Yes, Sioux Falls. Exactly. Because they retain most of their team, so they're able to grow together. And they understand that even though the chips are down, you still stick together as a team. Yeah. You still 100%. Go through. I agree. All right. Yeah. So, yeah, like I said, Ashley, I mean, you give wise words of wisdom. Because of you, I'm going to get the sample of message um, on my <laughs> on my on my stuff. Because, again, I feel as what you shared tonight with uh, with us is is huge, and it's what honestly. Um, is what the show's about because if you can share knowledge where people can go to again knowledge isn't always deserving but when you do drop tidbits i think it needs to be recognized of what you're able to do and i'm hoping this show too in the future i'm able to grow it um to where i get a little bit more help because to do a show by yourself is a little bit tedious um oh, we'll see man. what the future holds um because definitely any help that i can get will be more than, than appreciated. But uh, with that being said, Ashley, do you have anything else you want to share with your beloved fans or anybody else? <laughs> I, I don't know what your catchphrase is. I don't know if you're going to say Eddie, Eddie's catchphrase, Arizona, I love you, or any rendition of that. But you know I always got to do it for you. The floor is yours. Anything you want to share, it's, it's, it's the red carpet is out there. I just want to say, you know, to you, keep up the good work with all of that you're doing. You know, you're going to definitely get those listeners. I mean, you're getting them anyway. You're still, you have way more than you did when you started. Yep. That's and true. that that comes. I, I remember having a conversation with Cam one day when I had first switched over from audio to video podcast and it didn't seem like people was watching. And I was like, you know, I don't know about this. You know, maybe just self-doubt you know, all of that. And he was like, Ashley, anything that's worth having takes time. And that's with anything that you do. Yeah. So eventually things are going to come. It is. It is. And that's with, that could go with anything that you're going through in life, you know? Um, Yeah, you're right. Perseverance um, and grit are huge things that I feel again, that not everybody, um, really sees right and and it's true like i'll give you a good example right like i mentioned my health change right like me focusing more on my health focusing more on um my just everything right and mm-hmm. 
that takes perseverance. There's days I get up and I'm like, man, I don't want to work out, right? Like, because I have to work out prior to going to work. So, like, mm-hmm. sometimes I'm like, man, I don't want to get up. Like, I lost an hour. I lost two hours before I can, before I have to leave to get to work. And that's not easy. So, you know, perseverance and grit is definitely needed in this business. But I'm going to tell you, by you sticking with it, you just see the, the growth and the development. Like, the quality has also increased. Uh, the uh, edits in it has definitely gotten, you know, a lot cleaner and a lot more concise. And then the clarity of everything, too, really plays a factor as well. Yeah, so, it's, a, it's a learning curve, you know, with learning curves that we both, we all have to have where we go through as content creators. Even when you were talking to Tyler about the broadcasting, you know, you watch your playbacks, you take notes, and you, you know, keep what works, scrap what doesn't, and that's the basics for everything. I think when you do your show live, kind of like this, where you don't have to worry about recording and putting together, like, I have to do a whole lot. After I record, the recording is usually the easiest thing to do. It's about the edits and it's about making sure everything is timed properly when you do it live it's a lot easier it's just other things that you have to take into factors and for you guys to go live and have everything work out for y'all it's been wonderful to hear because i know if i ever try to do something like that something's gonna happen baby's gonna come running in the room screaming (laughs) (laughs) or my camera gonna fall down it's just something crazy It's, it's getting ready to happen but um, but yeah, kudos to you guys for that. And you know, it's and if you if anybody listening wants to come on my show, please DM me. You Drop already it. have my information. Drop it all. Drop it all. Actually, act like nobody AJ. even knows. <laughs> so it's AJ Trevon twenty two twenty two. That is um, my Discord. Um, just just DM me. I'm, I'm here for you guys. Whether and it doesn't matter who you are. If you're a rookie. Um, league member, I mean, I'm sorry, um, league staff member, people that I haven't talked to, don't be afraid to reach out. As you see, if you don't want to be on camera, there is a feature to turn it off, and I'll just put your picture there instead, you know, <laughs> so you can yeah. still get your voice and your story out there, but we'll work, we'll make it work, you know, but, and just remember, some people say, oh, I'm so nervous when I come on your show. Don't be, please don't. Yeah, it's just, don't. It's just having it's just having a conversation with a friend. That's exactly. All. I and think those are, those are great. <laughs> I was gonna say strike her out. That's all. That's it. That's all. Thank you again, Ashley. Mm-hmm. I appreciate. It. I was just gonna say you're 100 percent right. If you're ever nervous on this platform, don't be, because I stutter, I mess up. You'll never mm-hmm. know. Um, and uh, it's it's again, as long as you try. I'm here for you, even if it takes you a little bit. But you're bit. being human. Yep. Right. But it's it's a human thing to mess up, and I think it's good when you do show that, you know, that not everything is perfect. Something's bound to happen, and it gives it a little bit more character, too. So kudos to you, man. Thank you, Ashley. Well, you have a wonderful night. Thank you for your support, ongoing support. Uh, folks, if you if you do, check, check out her show. Um, it's awesome, right? She puts a lot of great work into it. And, um, you know, SFL Nights with AJ Stryker. Check it out. It should be on every platform, correct? So Apple, Android, Mm -hmm. um, all that. So just take a look. Search it up. You'll find it. 
Um, and trust me, it's an enjoyable listen because uh, Ashley has the voice of uh, of of uh, uh, what I want to say of an angel mixed with a radio personality. So, uh, <laughs> so again, Ashley, thank you again that was for stopping good. by. Definitely. Yeah, all right. Good night. Okay. Well, I appreciate you too, and I'll see y'all later. All right. Take care. Bye bye. All right, guys. So again, shout outs to Ashley Jackson for always holding me down. That's the homie forever. G, fellow GM as myself, who I appreciate the most. And again, it's it's just when when you get gen, genuine love like that, you got to give genuine love back. Um, it's not easy. We don't get paid for this, right? Um, but we are able to share what we are so passionate about, which is this league. And I always say it, and if, I got to say it again. You want to join us, uh, you know, go on www.simulationfl.net. Uh, check us out on Discord if you got it, uh, Simulation FL, um, and join us, right? Have fun, man. This is what it's all about is the people. Yes, we want to build fan bases and we want to have guests and everything like that. But honestly, it's the people that are around us that really make this even possible. And it got me pumped. Thank you again, Ashley, for blessing me. There is somebody on the line who's on here, which I'm not sure if you want to speak. But if you do, uh, I'm about to put you on the air before we close it out tonight to give you an opportunity. If you did, um, again, in true fashion, I'm going to, since I I'm not sure who's on the line, uh, we got to give the horns, just like always. Welcome to Inside the League with your favorite GM, Nelson Lozano. Who's this? Uh-oh, we went silent. Hello, hello. What up, though? Oh, the God himself, Eddie Gage. How you doing? I'm doing all right. I actually wasn't planning on calling in. I was just using this platform to listen. But since you want to talk to me, I'm all I'm willing to speak. <laughs> well, Eddie, look like um, Ashley blessed me, so it must be an Arizona thing tonight that uh, that I'm getting blessed by two legends of Arizona tonight. Um, but uh, since I do have you here, right, I, I asked Ashley the same questions and I'm going to ask you. How do you feel about the whole division, right, um, the new divisions that we got set up? Um, Ashley shared that it is you have one of the most difficult ones, which I will agree. Uh, it is definitely very difficult, but you guys have a means of, of overcoming adversity with your leadership and Ashley's leadership. I don't doubt that from happening. But what do you think of the new expansions and the new franchises? Um, you know, and then what do you think about the whole new divisions? Uh, first of all, congratulations on all the new expansion teams. Um, I guess you can't consider LA an expansion team because they took over the franchise, but congratulations to all the new owners. And, uh, it makes for exciting times because when team, when owners inherit these new teams, all of a sudden, the DMs start blowing up in regards to possible coaching opportunities and GM opportunities and uh, opportunities to, to become their new social media director. So I'm sure that their DMs were just blowing up with those kind of questions. And they're also getting DMs from players who perhaps may not want to take a pay cut this offseason because, as, as you know, it, it happens every season in which um, once we get the salary cap, teams have to figure out, you know, what they're going to do and 
which animations they're going to remove from certain players, and it's inevitable in, in order to meet cap. And so you have players who may not want to take a pay cut. And they're going to reach out to them and say, hey, what can you offer me? So it, mm-hmm. it makes for an exciting time, you know, and I, I can't wait until the uh, free agent signings start come, being released and it becomes public about who's going where. It's, it's one of the more it's one of the most exciting times of the offseason when that kind of information comes out. So I can't wait to see how it pans out. You know, um, I lost a couple of key people. Um, Bovine wants an opportunity at coaching. Um, I lost a couple of people due to retirement from the SFL. Uh, you know, Wyo decided to test the market, so God bless them. And, you know, it, it just makes for exciting times and, um, I can't wait to see how it all shapes out and see who I can get to replace those guys, whether it be through free agency or the draft. And yeah. in regards to the division, man, Cam, talk about murderous rope. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you got me in there against uh, a recent, you know, champion um, in Denver, and I'm, I'm I'm in the same division with a team in Sioux Falls who went to the championship game yep. in back-to-back seasons. <laughs> I've got uh, Vegas with me, so man, I mean, come on, Cam. I mean, but it, it's all love. I, I like I told him, I look forward to the challenge. I, I back down from nobody, and we'll see how it shapes out. Yeah, and I, and I think again, it is challenging, Eddie. But you guys have a squad that I never, I never vote against because you guys have heart, you know, and you guys have some leaders on those teams that honestly, like, yes, you might have lost some people, but. You got some leaders on that squad that are definitely going to ride for you, and I've seen it. And um, in all respects to you and your organization, and, um, you know, again, what happens happens, but I think you're right. I think if you look at it, right, with the Pacific, the West Division, the South Division, the North Division, the East Division, right, and and, and down to the Atlantic, uh, you do have one of the hardest divisions in the West, Um out there that I see that you have teams that have been really successful. Um, but I definitely think you're going to rise above that challenge. Cause again, getting to know you last week and, and seeing how you are, you are a person who don't back down and you take those challenges and you run with it and you make something out of it. So I'm really excited to see what Arizona does this off season. Uh, I didn't even think you were going to be on the phone. You heard me use your catchphrase. You probably going to bill me next time and be like, yo, that joint's copyrighted. Uh, don't ever use it again. Nelson. I didn't know you was on the phone, so I was just trying to tell Ashley, like, you know, you're going to use something like Eddie. But, <laughs> but I mean, again, the, the whole the, these whole new expansions, it's awesome. It's great to see D.C. back. Um, if I'm not mistaken, they they did win a championship against Santa Fe, right? Am I, am I right about that? Yeah, back in season six, I believe it was, they defeated Ramos. Yep. Was and that was, City. yep. That was a huge game, right, because – um, I know Santa Fe looked like they had it down on lock, right? And here comes the DC Dragons with a few plays, get themselves in and end up winning the championship. Um, don't know if they're going to get the championship emoji, um, that everybody else gets, but it's very exciting to see all these people take the field, um, and have their own teams and the respectable teams. And it's always awesome to see the league grow, um, which is something that I appreciate because, you know, in any any business itself, if you see growth, you see openings, you see all these things, you know you have a healthy company. Um, but, you know, when you see <laughs> minimizing and, 
and saying, oh, this franchise is gone or this franchise went here, whatever the case may be, it definitely doesn't make you feel at ease. So I'm very excited to see what you guys do. You write free agency. We lost some folks, right? We lost Connor Weston. Uh, we lost some on takes to free agency, uh, which is out there, right? But I wish them all the best. Like you say all the time, we're still family. I still have love for Amont takes. I still have love for Connor Weston. Um, you know, it's it's no animosity or anything. And I really hope that they're able to get themselves on teams that appreciate them as much as we appreciated them being with us in our inaugural season. So um, you got anything else to add, Eddie, before I, I let this go and we, we, we close it out tonight? Maybe you can close out my show tonight. Um, how about that? Uh, no, not much necessarily. I just um, just want to tell my my team who decides to hang around with me. You know, it's you know it's always um, as I told you on a, on your previous show when I was on with you. My biggest fear as the owner of the Scorpions is each week. My biggest fear is always, um, you know, I'm I'm, I'm always nervous and I don't want to let my team down so for each win we get you know it's big and everyone's excited and just as I get excited about the wins I get just as disheartened about the losses I think the losses hurt more than the wins feel great because it it just sucks I mean I've always been a competitor when I played sports when I was on a chess team, I mean, at, on my job, everything in life, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a competitor. And so to come up short, man, it sucks. But the one thing I can credit, you know, my receivers to is despite the fact, you know, that, you know, we had a down year and the offense didn't, too, didn't do too great, they came to me before the season even ended and said, Eddie, we just want to let you know we're coming back. You don't have to worry about it. And we had a couple of teams who was actually – trying to hawk both the Hands Brothers down. But, uh, you know, they, they told me, don't worry about it. It'll be coming back for a third season. You know, that 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 kind of loyalty shows me, man, it, it just gives me the motivation to work that much harder. And I'm glad that those guys stuck around. And I just want to let them know that I'm going to do everything in my power to reward them for their faith and trust in me to get us to that next level and get us to the playoffs. And that's my goal. And... I would not rest until we get there and get a championship, man. It, it burns me, you know. I, 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 man, I just freaking hate losing. Fuck. Yeah. You know. Yeah, when, it when sucks. I lose, my wife, my wife knows it. You know, everyone in the house knows it. They can see my demeanor. But I'm gonna get us there, y'all. Y'all just hang with me. I promise y'all. I'm grinding hard this off season to get us some dogs to compete with out there, and uh, we gonna get this thing going, man. I can't wait. Yeah, and Eddie, like I said, man. I, I feel your sentiment on there. Going two and ten here in Portland was not what we expected. Uh, my wife was right there by my side and being like, "Hey, it's all right, baby. You know, I know you've been busting your butt. Like, just keep it moving, right? Eventually, you're gonna find the right rhythm. You're gonna definitely find what works, and you're gonna run with it. And then, you know, you're a competitor. I am too, right? Like, I hate losing. I hate being the worst. Um, and in my business, you know. As uh, Bernard can even vouch for, he knows I bust my butt, bust my butt every day in that company, in that store. I bust my butt for the company and it shows. And it's because I want to be the very best regardless of whatever I sign up on. And it's the same promise I told to every single player in Portland who decided to stay with us. Um, 
is that, look, we appreciate your trust. We invest in you just like you invested in us. And we're going to make sure that we get ourselves to the promised land and get ourselves to the championship. And, you know, from here, it's all love. You know, I, I want you guys to be successful as well. Uh, if we do face each other ever in the championship, just know it's still love. But, you know, you know who I'm rocking with at the end of the day. But um, you're right. It's difficult to do so, and I feel you on it. Um, and, and just the type of person you are, uh, you're very honest and true. And, you know, again, you, you tell it how it is. And that's something that is very rare to find nowadays um, for people to be as honest as yourself to say, hey, look, this is what I go through. And it, and it gives some humility to know that I ain't by myself when I'm feeling the same way. Um, Eddie Cage, you know, understands my sentiment. And, 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 you know, if I ever do need to talk to somebody, I know I can come talk to you about it because you're a man of, of, of wisdom. And you'll probably share some things that will help me out to, to get through that situation as well. Oh, absolutely, man. I share knowledge with a lot of people who come to me throughout the season, particularly on defense about things. I don't always give them the exact answer, but I lead them in the right direction. Yeah, you do, and you lead by example, which is always appreciated in this league. And uh, if I ever am blessed to be an owner one day, um, I think you and Jacob have been two amazing role models to know how I would want to run my team um, if I ever was. One, if I ever wanted to take that responsibility, because it's a lot. <laughs> I ain't going to lie. But it's also, too, um, you know, it gives me great, great, great model, role models and, 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 and mentors to really say, hey, these are people who I aspire to be because you guys are two of the most upfront people. Uh, y'all very honest, but um, y'all about the people. And I'm the same way. I'm about the people. Right. And if, if people ever know anything about me, I'll give you the shirt off my back um, if that that were to get you to be more comfortable and be there. Right. But if I do that, you got to have my back and you got to understand we're going to break bread as a family. So not not one person eats more than the other. I break this bread. We all eat together and uh, we, we get it. We get it cracking. So um, with that being said, Eddie, thank you again for blessing me. OG. I appreciate it. I always told you you're welcome on the show. I appreciate you even listening. Um, it really means a lot. You, Ashley, I mean, the love I have for Arizona cannot be put into words or perspective. Um, but it is that love that you guys always show and listen to the show that I put on every Friday and I don't even know who's listening all the time is appreciated to know that you and Ashley are one of the one of the people that are listening tonight. So thank you. Of course, man. Any anyone out here that's uh, you know providing the league with another you know platform and uh, voice to uh, show their appreciation for the SFL, you know, I, I gotta support it, man. So, you know, whether it's you, Craven, Ashley, Dave, whoever out there, you know, putting stuff out there, I'm always gonna support it. I appreciate that, Eddie. That's why I always tell you, you're a real one, man. And if uh... Any rookie, any rookies or free agents lucky enough to get to Arizona and you trust them to say, hey, and, and they trust you back, they're going to have a ride or die uh, owner on their side. So I appreciate it. You want to close it out before uh, I close out the show? For sure, man. I, it's, it's funny you say that. I got a couple of rookies I'm looking at, man. I'm praying they fall to me, man. I, one of them just hit my DM right now. Let them know that he, he listened to the show. Yo, fam, stay by the phone, Joe. I'm praying you fall to me, dog. You're 